0: About this movie and everything that fucking happened with this movie. All right, it was garbage. All right, I'm Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Dowding. and we are Nardinian. And usually, we pick a movie, run through it, scene by scene, beat by beat, and just talk about it as we go along. This time, a um, little—I don't know if you've ever heard of it—Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a little like independent film. Some people have seen it; some people haven't. So. um, we're going to run through portions of the movie. It's four hours long, so we're not running through the entire movie. We're basically going to be running through our favorite scenes in the movie. Maybe talk about what we didn't like. There are a few things I didn't like about this movie, but 98% of this Over- movie... Overwhelmingly
1: good. I adored the with, shit out of this movie. With small caveats. Yes.
0: That- they're, they're... <sighs> All right, so let's let's go on to... In 2007, Justice League came out, and we had heard that at this point, by the time the movie came out, that Joss Whedon had replaced Zack Snyder. Because Wait, Zach- hold, on, hold on a second. 2007? That's when, uh, I think, the original Justice League came out. Hold on. Really? I think so. I thought it was later than that. i will find out here in a second. Good old IMDB. Which, by the way, IMDB, if you ever want to sponsor us, we'll, Do. we'll take that money. Do, yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs>
0: Yep, 2017. Oh, I thought you said 2007, and I was like... Oh, no, no. (laughs) Maybe I did say 2007. 2017. Uh, But 2017... That
1: that sounds more right. Right. I was going to say, 2007, like... No, that was only three years after I graduated high school. (laughs)
0: Like, That was forever ago. But 2017, and we had heard... I don't think Henry Cavill was born yet. (laughs) And we had heard, I think in 2016, maybe a year before... Um, the movie was supposed to come out, that Joss Whedon had replaced Zack Snyder, well, that he was originally supposed to be making a Batgirl movie, and then it was also announced that he was uh, retooling the Justice League movie because Zack Snyder had to step away from it because he had to deal with the death of his daughter, who had tragically committed suicide, I'd say, six months before any of this news came out. Um, So, because of that, Joss Whedon had came in, did his thing. Um, we were all under the same idea that Joss Whedon was going to make it better because it's Joss Whedon, he did Marvel shit before that. He had a lot of good faith with a lot of fans.
2: And this is well, obviously before well, all the new. I'm going,
1: I'm going to say, like, his entire career was goodwill with his fans, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, everything that he's
0: created. I mean, we've multiple times have we've gotten a, a Firefly reboot, it just never got off the page. We got the Serenity movie, and that was because of fan outrage and wanting right. that story to continue and shit like that. Joss Whedon even said in like a introduction to the movie uh, on like the Blu Ray DVD, is like this movie exists because of your fans. So if you don't like it, it's your fault, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so but he's but he's had like, a huge following, like, like even
1: sure. in. In nerd circles specifically, yeah. yeah, because like Buffy was loved by a great number of people, they did some whenever, brilliant things on whenever that show. I was in school. Like, mm-hmm. I remember watching that while I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this is high school, so this is you know back in the early 2000s, yeah, early late 90s, early, early 2000s. 2000s, yeah. yeah. I remember Dollhouse. I remember mm. Firefly. <laughs> I remember, you know, Serenity. I remember all brilliant like, shows, all willing to like all of, do all work. of his stuff was angled yeah. predominantly towards nerds. Yeah. Or, or nerd or girls n- kicking ass or, shit. or close to like what you would consider nerd culture. Cause mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you know this or not, Greg, but whenever I was in high school Being a nerd
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't
1: cool like no, it no, is no. today No there was, like, there was a big If like, you read comic books yeah. People gave you shit Pop that a yeah, little Yeah I, I popped that <laughs> P like a Wow People gave you shit The filter for, didn't even work at that point Yeah no, <laughs> it was just like This point needs made Uh Yeah, people would give you shit for reading comics or for doing anything nerdy at Mm, all, mm. Um, and so to have like that representation, like I mean, obviously Buffy did a little bit better than most because it was like vampires did did better than the last and things like that. So like that was that was more tooled for like everybody, but Mm then mm -hmm. it had its melodramatic bullshit, right? And Serenity was very very obviously Mm sci-fi like it was a sci-fi western
3: yeah it was his
0: star wars he was trying to make his
1: own yeah and i i would argue like granted i don't have a whole lot of respect for the man now but like all the new news is whenever that came out
3: Mm
0: -hmm. i was like yeah like let's fucking go Yeah, yeah it's really good um, eventually we'll get to the Serenity movie. It's and the one Firefly of, one series. of the reasons that I love Nathan Fillion as much yeah, as I do. I, I, that's the first time I've ever noticed Nathan Fillion. I'm sure he's popped up in other things that I've watched, but the first thing I ever remember seeing him in was Firefly. was Firefly. And he's brilliant. Here. And still to this day, I quote it yeah.
1: fairly often. Um... Even, I mean, I'm going to make myself an even bigger nerd because I don't know that I've ever fucking said it on here. But I play D and D, and every once in a while, I'm like, "Let's go be big damn heroes!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I just fucking quote it because yeah. it, I, I love
0: it. I mm-hmm. like everything about it was great. And going into Justice or, League, uh, we all had that love and admiration for Josh right? And well. He
1: had lost a little bit of the community support with Age of Ultron.
0: Some. Um, Some people didn't like that. Because
1: there were there there was a lot of people who didn't really care Mm. for the way that he did it. Yeah, he got he he hurt his wing Mm -hmm. a little as Um, he was
0: flying. But overall, people did enjoy Age of Ultron. It it
1: was still it was still very well. I can't remember if it was very well critically received or no, if it was the audience. none of them have
0: none of them have I think dipped below like the sixty percent cutoff. So they've all been within fresh or even even higher than just the sixty percent. So none of them would dip below that. So okay. it was well received moderately, but being that it was the second Avengers movie and people were on high and Joss Whedon was coming back and there were a lot of things going on in that movie that people just. Either didn't connect with. Right. I fucking adore that and movie, then, especially with James Spader doing his thing as Ultron. Fucking brilliant. And then Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being
1: enhanced and not mutants because. Right, and I think that because also twentieth century Fox owned the rights to the word mutant, right. and they couldn't use it. And yep. there, I mean, there were there were issues. Yes, but
0: then he was brought onto this project, and people were not that high on Zack Snyder because of BVS, right. There obviously which, because of the Martha scene, which I have fucking said time and time again. We just got over done doing BVS shit. The Martha scene in BVS is fucking horrendous. I don't know what his thought process was. I've heard people argue in favor of it being Martha. The whole Martha scene right there. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. It is. It was awful. horrible, and it, a lot of people were like, "Fuck Zack Snyder," because of that. And so, whenever Joss got brought in to do this movie, everyone's like, "The Justice League is saved." Hype. Yeah. Everyone's like, "This is it." And then, whenever we saw the movie, there's a point in the opening credits where a homeless man is just has like a cardboard that says, "I tried," and then Joss Whedon's name comes up in the opening credits. A lot of people were pointing to Joss Whedon, saying, "I tried with this movie." All right, right with what I had, right. But <laughs> uh, we, I, I I'm, a, I'm gonna put this flag right fucking here. Fuck Joss Whedon. Because there are moments in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League that did not need to be fucking replaced. There are moments in this movie that he just did it because he fucking could. Not because he should have or because it was the right thing tonally. He just replaced them because he could. There's right. a moment between Wonder Woman and a Little Girl that could have been fucking in. That could have fucking been in that movie, but it didn't because it was something that Zack Snyder decided to do. Yeah, And it pisses me off that uh, being that the guy is in the process of burying his daughter... And someone like Joss Whedon, and we've heard the stories from Ray fucking Fisher and fucking Charisma. What's her name? It was in Buffy and shit. Charisma Carpenter? Yeah, I think that's her last name. Of all the horrid shit that he's fucking said to her or said to fucking Ray Fisher, it's... uh, Fuck Joss Whedon. I fucking adore a lot of the stuff he's done. Dollhouse is one of the most brilliant things I've ever watched in quite a while. See, I couldn't get into Dollhouse. Really? I, I tried.
1: Um... But I had watched Alias and kind
0: of similar.
3: It's it's similar, similar-ish.
0: It's similar in uh, assassins, women assassins kicking ass and shit like that. That's the only right. similar. Well, aspect
1: well no, I j- I just mean like. Um, and then I've also watched Westworld and like read read some of the stuff about it with mm. like the past lives coming back through the sur- to the surface, and that's yeah, yeah. that's what eventually drives. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I suppose we should go ahead and do that too because we haven't done that yet. Spoiler alert:
0: We're going to be spoiling Zack Snyder. Yeah, we're going it.
1: to be spoiling
0: and clearly, large, large sections of this movie, and from what Ryan's about to tell you, other things as well. So right, just, and
1: other things, and in uh, the Westworld HBO show that got made, um, the, you know that's what that's what happens. The the past lives of uh, the guy I can't remember James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden. His character. I can't remember character. Um start coming back mm-hmm. to the surface and corrupt his yeah. AI or whatever. But then there's all sorts of other trippy shit in there Mm-mm. that is still definitely worth a watch. Uh, but like, it was very similar to, to some of the other stuff that I was already exposed to. And I think coming off of,
0: I can't remember when alias came out, if it was before or after firefly, I think it was right around the same time. I think those both came out because alias is a JJ. thing. I
1: th- think yeah I think that uh that I was just more interested in Firefly than I was in Alias. In Alias and I was like let's let's get to the good stuff. Mm. Like like a- this is this is fine and Elisha Dushku's hot and stuff and mm. I'm a teenager so I'm like yeah that's cool but like I d- I don't know I think I think it was something really stupid that just like put me off of it completely.
0: Probably like for all intents and purposes, like this has nothing to do with you as a person
1: now. Right? But like it was three, probably three episodes in or something. Um, they're they're talking about like or one of her former personas. Mm-hmm. Somebody told her to like put her shoulder to the wheel or something, and then as she's like cleared and is going back into the dollhouse, she like. Hits her shoulder like I remember. Put your shoulder to the wheel, and I was like, "That's like you could have chose anything, and that's the thing that you chose." I haven't watched in a while. I don't remember that, but it's quite possible. I don't, there are moments like like, that. like I said, this is this is me remembering years ago, <laughs> fifteen twenty years ago, Ryan. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like I wasn't the biggest fan, but then a lot of a lot of Ray Fisher's uh stuff that he has said. Also, I want to go ahead and talk about up at the top um, because I think that uh, that it kind of informs it. Because a lot of people will argue the I tried is him saying, you know, I tried to do my mm-hmm, best. Mm-hmm. But Ray Fisher has said that he came into the project after, directly after working on Age of Ultron mm-hmm. that was not as well received by fans as he thought it would, would be. Yep. And he was just like, you guys don't even understand it. I'll just make something fucking dumb then. Yeah, he was being a petulant child. And he was okay. just acting like a child. Mm. And that's why we ended up with what we ended up and with And I will say this right now. Ray
0: Fisher has every fucking right to burn the bridges he's been burning lately. Because the cyborg we got in Zack Snyder's Justice League, even if you didn't want to keep most of it, we got none of it. Yeah, in in, in in Justice League, I've heard some people call it Justice League. I kind of like that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it fits. But we got hardly any of it in Justice League. Any of the emotional stuff that that would I, I endear an audience to love Cyborg, we got none of it. And there are some brilliant fucking things with Cyborg happening in Justice League. The, I'd I'd argue that the only thing that you really get
1: in Justice League. Is um the scene with him and Flash digging up? Yeah, and that's not even in this movie. There's a similar scene, but the the, what they them them talking talking about both being outcasts or accidents. Yeah, yeah. um, that was like the only like poignant moment that Mm -hmm. he had in that movie. Like everything else was just like just well, and I guess I guess the the scene with Wonder Woman whenever. She's saying, you know, I understand. I close myself off from the world yes, too. But in, but in that's, Justice
0: League, but it has no more, weight to it. Right,
1: that's more her mm-hmm. than him. Like it's, it's
0: him by inference. Yeah, by inference. With Zack Snyder's Justice League, by that point, we get his whole backstory. Right, and we get the him helping that lone woman, and him basically being like, "Fuck." Anybody or fuck the world at large. I will help people if I need to, as we see with him and that woman. Um, but if people, if a group of people need my help, I'm not helping them. I, I've tried to accommodate and help people all my life and it got me killed in the end. I've tried to be a good son to my father and it got me killed. I tried to. Well,
1: I would, I would argue that's more. His stance, because he didn't really... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Help anybody with... He helped the lone woman. Well, no, no, no. Which... I mean, before he became Cyborg. Oh, okay. Before his accident, Mm. like, all you really got of his backstory was that he was a prolific football
0: player. Mm. And he helped that one girl with her grades.
1: Yeah, and he helped the... You're you're right. Um, But, like, he wasn't helping masses of people. Right, he was just helping
0: individuals. Right. And that's what Justice League is like. And so, whenever Wonder Woman so approaches more, him to help them, that's a group right asking for help, and he's like, "No, fuck this." He's more—he's more geared
1: to help people who deserve it, yeah. and he doesn't know that they deserve it. Right, um, but the the the
0: backstory is far more compelling, and you get more attached to the character of. Cyborg. And you cannot argue it wasn't because of race, because there's one fucking character. Well, hell, even two characters—the nice little Jewish boy, Flash. Was big, there was a decent chunk of his story fucking taken out of this movie as well. And Injustice League wasn't in the movie. So you can't argue that race wasn't a factor or maybe implicit or implicit, or just directly racist or implicit racism. doesn't matter. Right, They saw the black boy. They didn't think people would connect to the black boy. So they eliminated 95 fucking percent of the black boy's fucking story. And then the black boy was like, no, this is bullshit. Like, I had a huge fucking deal in this movie. People have argued that he's the heart of the movie. He is the heart of the movie. Uh, I would say that it's a toss-up,
1: depending on the scene between him and Flash. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The two two characters that were absent for most of the Justice League. (laughs) but
0: We had Flash pushing a fucking Czech family away from the danger and shit. Right, and that was was it. The Flash we got in this movie, and that fucking... Side note: You are going to hear me cry at some point in this movie because there's a point in this movie where the Flash is talking to his father, and he's going to start crying. Now <laughs> he's telling his dad, "Look what I've look what I'm able to do. Your boy, he did good. He, he's one of the he, he's one of the best." And then he helps fucking people. He fucking goes back in time and he helps the fucking Justice League. I'm fucking trying not to. We're flomp we're all spoiling right the end before we even get there. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like
1: let's not talk about the end till closer to the end because yes. there is so much good stuff that happens before that. <laughs> 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 that like I mean,
0: that is obviously something that I want to talk about. Um, There's a text change that I want people to be privy to when it comes to Ryan and I. So I had watched it March 15th, whenever it originally came yes. out. That night or maybe the next day or some shit. No, you watched it like... March like, 18th. March 18th, not 15th. March 18th. You watched
1: it Thursday morning, obviously, no. um, because it came out Thursday morning at like three o'clock in the morning. Right. And I had to be at work at five. Yes. So
0: I went to work. <laughs> and then I sent you a text in the middle of your shift. Watch, period, Zach, period, Snyder's, period, Justice League, period, League, period. I am not joking. Watch it when you can. Holy fuck. And then you said, one of the guys at work also said the same thing. And then a few days pass, and all you sent to me was, holy Holy shit. shit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And that was, that wasn't even at the end of the movie. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That was, I want to say that was probably about, Three quarters of the way through mm-hmm. the final scene, or not the, not the final scene, but the the final act, the b- the battle mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's
0: stuff after that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we uh, should also note that this movie. I know a lot of people have balked at the idea of a four hour movie and sitting down for four hours is apparently insane to some people. Even though they'll binge fucking Stranger Things in a fucking setting, but four fucking hours that's a bit too much. Well, I mean, it's it's like any. Every,
1: every single movie that has had a, a long runtime has, has suffered that. Like, um, the Lord of the Rings, when the extended version yes, came out, that was going to be like, an example. I was, people gonna are it. like three hours. Yeah, yeah, I can't sit that long. And then like you said, they'll watch a season of stranger things between eight and 13 episodes depending on what's going on. So yeah. 13 hours worth of TV, they'll just sit there and watch on the couch. No and, issue whatsoever. And not even think twice about it. And they're like, holy shit, I've been sitting here for like 12 hours. Yeah. But, but if you see, it's, I think that's kind of like sticker shock, though.
0: You hear a movie being four hours, and you're
1: just like, what the fuck? Well, no. So I'm going to compare it to something completely different. Okay. But something that we both do. Greg and I both vape. Mm. And we were both smokers before we started vaping. The cost of a pack of cigarettes, seven bucks, yeah. give or take, yeah, depending on where you get them. Uh, yeah, depending on where you get them, and it's probably more now. Yeah, I haven't bought like, a, i'm i'm trying i'm trying to think for inflation. Like the last time I bought Sarah a pack of smokes, yeah, I, think I was, it was trying like to think of seven fifty or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like whenever we smoked, it was like f- I think it was five eighty five for a That's pack years ago for a pack of cigarettes. Um, but then it's like you know let's let's try vaping. So you go into the vape shop. And it's like, okay, this device with batteries and everything else will cost you one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm like, well, but cigarettes only cost me five, five bucks. Yeah, at the time for us, but this costs way, way more than that. Mm -hmm. And then you got to buy juice that's like twenty dollars. Well, that that bottle of juice lasts you. And at this point, I was paying or I was smoking about a pack. Plus a day, so a pack yeah. and a little bit extra, a little under a pack for me a day. Um, so basically every day I was paying five dollars. Yep. So thirty-five bucks a week. Got this. A bottle of juice would cost me like twenty-five dollars, and it would last me for the entire week. Mm-hmm. Very very quickly, I caught up to and surpassed what I would have been spending on cigarettes. Yeah. So I ended up saving money, but the sticker shock mm. was because it was so much higher at the front, at the front end mm. with a low maintenance cost to keep going. And yep. I mean, obviously just completely quitting smoking cold Turkey would have saved far more money, <laughs> yes. but that's not the point that I am made. The point that I'm making is like I've, I've, Tried to like other people have been like you know I I'd, I'd love to give up smoking and it's mm-hmm. like well you know th- try vaping like there's all sorts of different flavors you can probably find one that you like yeah, yeah. and then they ask me like well how much does your does your whole setup cost and I was like oh like 120 bucks Well cigarettes are cheaper than that and, well yes initially but yes. no yes because it's not about one pack or the cost of one cigarette yep. It's the total cost yearly that you spend, mm-hmm. and like trying to get people to understand that, like they just they can't wrap their mind. Mu- and certain bottle sizes will last me months on end. Well, right, and the, and the other thing is like if you put something like okay, this is this bottle of water mm-hmm. is a dollar, mm-hmm. and this bottle of water that's exactly the same as this bottle of water is ninety nine cents. <laughs> Which one are you going to get? You're going to get the cheaper one. You're going to get the 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 or you you're going to react one of two ways. Either you're going to go okay, like I'm going to get the cheaper one, obviously save money. Mm. No problem with that. Or you're going to go, "Well, what the fuck's wrong with the one that's 99 cents?" <laughs> like why is it like, a cent cheaper? What, what what else is in there? <laughs> right. Um but but anyway, my my <laughs> To, overall to, point. To belabor my point <laughs> at this point. Um, my overall point is I think that just seeing, like, because whenever you watch something like Stranger Things
3: mm-hmm.
1: or really any show that you like to binge, like mm-hmm. it could be The Office, it could be mm-hmm. literally any show that you enjoy sitting down and watching on, like, episode after episode after mm-hmm. episode. Like... You only buy in for like the office, 20, I mean, 22 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, Stranger Things, 45 minutes. Like the buy in time is much smaller
0: on so, the surface. So like, you yeah, you
1: will watch right, hours. But your brain goes, well, it's only 45 minutes. Yeah. But whenever you hear something like four hours, yeah. like that's almost a whole day. <laughs>
0: And also, this movie was supposed to be two movies, if you remember correctly. Yes. We were supposed to get one. It was very similar to what we got with Marvel, where one was supposed to be, I think the, the first one was supposed to be in 2017, the second one was supposed to be in 2018, maybe 2019, somewhere in there. And one of the, one of the questions that I want to ask as we go through it, mm. or one of the, I'll just
1: go ahead and fucking ask it now because it pertains to that mm. specifically. Um,
0: where do you think the cut would have been? I think that tunnel scene. Uh, whenever they're fighting Steppenwolf in the tunnel and they find his father and everything. I think, it w- obviously, additional scenes would have had to have been shot, uh, work it a little bit better to where you would have had a cliffhanger, which you kind of did with the way it's set up now. So I think that tunnel scene would have been the cliffhanger because then after that point, they then get Superman and all that. So that's when Superman would have came back as in the second Justice League movie. See, I think, personally,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think that it already had a cliff en-
1: cliffhanger ending Built into it, mm-hmm. um, I think that it would have cut after the Superman fight, after Superman is revived re, re, and resurrected. Or resurrected, and he comes back and he attacks the Justice League, mm-hmm. and Lois Lane shows up and is like, "Let's just, let's just go, let's go." Yeah, that would have been and a good he, cliffhanger. He picks her up and he flies away because for a and then while everybody, nobody knows, and then where the everybody fuck he goes. Is what the hell happened to Superman? <laughs> yeah, Like what's wrong with him? What's, what's going on? Like he obviously knew Lois Lane, but like, is he, is he going to come back as Superman? Is he, mm. is, is he just broken? Like, like obviously he still has all his powers and stuff, but is, is he going to help him? Is he like, all of that would have been you driving use that as a way right, sell as, them. Second movie as driving like, Oh, well, if you come back to the next movie, you'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Type thing. So I think that they already had that built in there. And I think that that, at least to me is the most logical chopping point. Yeah. Um I can see it at that but, point. But it's it's just it's just something that I thought about like uh I was I was talking to uh one of the guys at work that mm-hmm. watched it and he was like, "Well, when do you think they would have cut it?" And like I had already like postulated that mm-hmm. question because He's like, he's like, man, that was a really long movie, but it was really good. And mm. I was like, well, it was supposed to be two movies. I'm like, well, where would, it, where would the separation have been? I was like, you know, I've put a lot of thought into this <laughs> at this point. And I think that this is the most logical place. Mm. And I was like, I, I wonder what Greg's thought would be. Mm. I, cu- I could see them doing it right after that. The
0: tunnel scene also works in the same manner because they get their ass kicked. By Steppenwolf in that whole tunnel saying, Yeah, he does run away from them, but all it purpose is they were getting their asses handed to them yeah. before he fucking ran off. Um, so you could easily have it at the end of like, what are we going to do? We have no idea how we're going to fucking face it. And you can have that, that scene with all of them in the Batcave discussing what the mother box is and all that be that very fucking like epilogue scene to the first movie and them coming up with a plan to resurrect Superman. And then you start the second movie with them resurrecting Superman. And then go from there. And Superman's gone for, like, the first act. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And then go. Obviously, uh, additional scenes, I think where we both have it, we would have to shoot additional scenes to right. fill there, it in more. There,
1: yeah, there would have to be more. In In my scenario, that would make the first movie, like, two and a half hours long. Yeah. Leaving a 90-minute runtime for the second. Yeah. Based on, based on what is there. Mm-hmm. So they would have had to fill it out and flush it out a little bit more. Uh, but I, I think that they probably could have done that with like, oh, yeah, yeah. with some more character development mm-hmm. and some more poignant Greg cry scenes. <laughs>
0: um, uh, you very well could have. Because I, I cried through this movie several. like A, the four hours does not feel like four hours. Once we got to the final battle scene with Steppenwolf and all the uh, parademons and shit and they're in the same fucking like, Chernobyl-like place like in the original Justice League, I'm like, is this... We at the end of the movie, and I checked. I was like, "Yeah, we got like 30 minutes left in the movie." I was like, "Holy fuck, that went real fucking
1: quick." See, I had a different experience, but it, I was also cooking at the time. Mm-hmm. I was making something in the crock pot, so I was constantly kind of watching the time. Mm-hmm. And there were a few scenes that were like early in the Justice League mm-hmm. that were then much later in this movie. Yeah, or that were late that were late in the justice league and much earlier in this movie. And I was like, wow, am I really already almost at the end? Mm. I was like, Oh no, Holy fuck. There's still an hour and a half left. (laughs) Like I'm not complaining, but Jesus, like I thought this was like right before that. I wonder what is, (laughs) what is the other 45 minutes that I can't think of.
0: And obviously at this point, Zack Snyder doesn't care. So he's putting in scenes that probably if you were going to edit this for a theatrical cut, would have been cut out. Like right. The women singing, that would have been fucking cut out. The women singing. The Swedish women uh, after Aquaman Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start singing, smell his fucking cable nut sweater and fucking just start singing some sort of like Ode to a God Ice- type Icelandic thing. Icelandic something, yeah. something or other. I think other. it's called like some sort of like Song of the Siren or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, I enjoy that scene. I, For me, watching them sing to Jason Momoa, I was like, I get it. It's Jason Momoa. You'd want to sing to him as well. <laughs> um, but the whole idea, if you were going to cut certain of course, scenes... Of for course, the, uh, the
1: song that most people would sing to him is... Uh, let me see if I remember it. Um, oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it, Greg?
3: Do you get it?
1: <laughs> Young Frankenstein? Yeah, that's what I thought you were ending yeah. at, but I wasn't yeah. sure what you were... Uh to anybody who doesn't get that, that's the song that uh Madeline Kahn sings whenever she gets oh, her brains f- fucked out. <laughs> that's right.
2: I was
0: like, what by the Frankenstein. I was immediately trying to think of like some sort of like bad Frankenstein movie that he was a part of. I was like, no, I don't remember him being in any sort of like Frankenstein movie. And then yeah, yeah, Madeline Kahn gets her fucking brains fucked out of her because she starts singing this ridiculous song. You know, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Um. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, like I said, enough about <laughs> random sex scenes from
1: different movies. Exactly. Let's talk about the sex scene in this one. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody falling over. Fuck! I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> like,
2: Although there is shit. a sex
0: scene in BVS that matters in this movie, because I think that's whenever spoilers she gets pregnant. Yeah, is whenever he gets in the tub with her, and her boobs look like you're about ready to just. Out of the water and shit. (laughs) So weird. Um, What I was originally saying is that Zack Snyder at this point, being that he has like four or five years removed from this movie, and obviously the fans got this movie onto HBO Max, which I'm not a huge fan of because a lot of the people that were arguing for this movie to be released, the whole release of Snyder Cut campaign that happened on Twitter and Instagram and all that, a lot of the fans were fucking pricks to a lot of people. If people fucking just said, oh, yeah, well, I didn't like Justice League, you would see... Just the worst kind of people attack people, just by saying, "Yeah, I didn't really like the Justice League we got, so how much could he improve on?" It was just horrible people being rewarded, and I didn't like that. But I did like Zack Snyder got the chance to release his movie. They added like seventy million on the budget of this movie to uh, do the visual effects of everything we got, and uh, the epilogue thing, like scenes that we got at the end of the movie, were all new things shot for yeah. the movie. So. It was nice to have let him. Being that this movie, in his mind, was rife with just tragedy, he was off shooting a story about gods, and his daughter kills herself. So obviously there was a uh, an asterisk to that movie of his. Um. So I I like that he got the in the fuck. It, this movie made me cry throughout the entire movie. Whenever for autumn popped up at the end of the movie, I fucking cried all over again. Cause it's like that's that's. That's why we're here, is because he right. had to go and deal with his daughter dying and all that. So, um, anyway, I'm mean, going to treat this a little bit like we normally do with the, uh, our other um, synopsis that we run through and everything. Uh, obviously, directed by Zack Snyder, written by Chris Terrio, Will Beale, starring Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Amy Adams, Ray Fisher, Jason Moa, Ezra Miller. Willem Dafoe, which I really fucking like Willem Dafoe with long hair. I don't know why. I just really enjoyed watching him with long hair. He never had it up like he did in Aquaman or anything. He had it down the entire time. I really enjoyed it. I don't know why. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Jeremy Irons, and Diane Lane are also in this movie. Um, Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth between our favorite scenes. So I'll have you go first and then I'll go and then we'll just go from there. So what is your first favorite scene that you can think of? Um... I was not able to limit
1: it to five just because there That's are... That's fine. Five is are, just the minimum I wanted right, to There hit. are There are so mm-hmm. many just super fucking well done scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I suppose I don't even want to talk about one specific mm-hmm. scene for my first scene that I really liked. Um, I, I feel like he did a much better job Connecting the Justice League to each other, like whenever, whenever it came out that, uh, or like whenever in the in the Justice League, whenever it came to the the final scene of them preparing and stuff, mm-hmm. and like it shows that like the characters kind of care about each other a little. You're like, but you. Th- there's like, no there's, reason. There's no basis for mm-hmm. it. But this, they just do a much better job yeah. of, not necessarily. Um, I think. I think that Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck did a good job portraying that in the Justice. Had, in the Justice League, we hadn't
0: seen Ben Affleck's Batman for a minute. And whenever I was watching this movie, by the end, of it, I was like, I really fucking enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, and especially I especially post BVS. I really fucking um, enjoy it
1: like they just do a much better job. And even like the, the outlier who is Aquaman mm. for most of the movie, um, is, is just more invested. And he even says something. And whenever he says it, I don't, I don't want to spoil that because I know you talking about. That's another really fucking like, that's another scene that, that definitely makes the top cut of, mm. of my, of my favorite mm. scenes in the movie. Mm. Um, but whenever he's like, uh, Flash is like, I thought you didn't care, and he's like, I never said that. No, like it's not that I don't care. It's that like humanity as a whole, I don't it's care. Shit. But yep. like, I saw myself in Aquaman in the moment. I but was like, like, yes, this is all. But awkward. like, this, this, is <laughs> this one person, mm. yes, I. What the fuck? I don't, I'm popping my peas. <laughs> yeah. Uh But this this one person. This, <laughs> this one. It's person, not all the p's. Yeah, it's it's just it's, every
0: so often you'll just hit a p that just fucking just hammers on. That's the fucking a, that's filter. a hard p right there. <laughs> uh,
1: but but this one person I do care about, mm. Um and and I would argue that it extends beyond that. Mm. And then I know I know that it's probably one of those like stupid things, but I just really connected with it was like you get you obviously get more character development and mm-hmm. stuff in this movie because there's more time to yes. do character development, mm-hmm. but like the uh the exchange between uh cyborg and flash in the graveyard digging up mm-hmm. Clark Kent mm-hmm. I like that his personality showed through more because like just very deadpan, like, uh, <laughs> Flash was like, hey, do, you, do you think Wonder Woman would go for a younger man? And he's just like, she's 5,000 years old, Barry, every man is a younger <laughs> man. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, of course she would.
0: Which is <laughs> the cyborg from the comics. He's very right, deadpan and, in his delivery and And I, th-
1: I thought it was fucking perfect. Like, I've, I absolutely adored.
0: There's even a scene when they're rescuing all the people that got taken by Steppenwolf and his parademons where flash is running up and down the steps and he's like checking on everybody. And cyborg's like, I'm fine. Can we fucking move on? (laughs) Right. And, uh, and I, I just,
1: I liked, I liked that. I liked Mm -hmm. that by the end, we were more invested Mm -hmm. in the characters. Granted, a lot of people who are watching it are already fans of the characters, so they don't need mm-hmm. a ton of backstory and right. stuff like that. You don't need a Which lot of... Which I would of...
0: say is a, probably a fault, because uh, with the story, we we get hints of what happened with Batman previously, like with BVS and all that. But if you're retelling a Batman story, you should have something along the lines of some sort of... like. Show it, don't tell it, type thing, and we get a lot of like, oh, if you know the comics, you know what happened to Batman, you know what happened to this Robin costume and shit like that, which I would say is a detriment to the, these series of movies. So that's, that's on my list too. The end scene, yeah, w- between him and Joker. I assume it's on yours
1: too yeah, yeah. because it's
3: fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 but anyway, that's,
0: that's that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's
1: later. Um, but yeah, just. The, the amount, because I feel like the the Justice League focused more on Wonder Woman and Batman. Yes. And this one, like... It had an like,
0: even balance between Aqua, everybody.
1: Aquaman was still kind of an outlier mm-hmm. in, in the Justice League, mm-hmm. and he got a little bit more treatment. I would say that he was still probably the outlier, and this one focused more on... I mean, it tried, it tried to do everyone, but it, it could just be the absence of it in the first one, mm. but it felt very flash and cyborg heavy. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm complaining mm. because yeah, like, <laughs> give me, give yeah.
3: me
1: <laughs> like, oh, and, and another thing for just, I suppose I'll just use my first, my first point as changes mm. for the better. mm mm-hmm. Flash runs
0: like a human <laughs> in this. Well, he yes and no. There are scenes where he just starts doing that swimming thing. No, from he never parts. he never does
1: the swimming thing. Okay, <laughs> he does bring his arms up like way high across his body. Like, but that's like not if how people were, run. If you were a running, but it's how sprinters it's side how, to side. No, no that's how
0: fucking competitive fucking skiers fucking do it, Ryan. They do arc across their body. That's I've, how I've never watched competitive skiing, <laughs> so I'll
1: have to take your word for it. But like, if you if you watch scenes of like some of the fastest people in the world, like Usain Bolt and stuff, there is some amount of bringing it over his body.
0: I don't think it's to the extent
1: that the flash no is no doing it's it. not it's it's a much more exaggerated <laughs> it's a much more That's exaggerated movement. It
0: looks ridiculous from time. To I'm time. not.
1: I'm not saying that it doesn't look ridiculous but he's running i do like it better in this movie he's running like a runner runs Mm. he's not running like he's michael fucking phelps (laughs) so it's an improvement (laughs) yes whether whether or not it's perfect that's something that we can debate forever right because well i i don't even think it would necessarily be a debate because i don't think that he runs Perfect. I'm not looking for like perfect. I'm like just looking human. for
0: someone that doesn't look like
1: he's running for the first well, time. <laughs> well, right. He doesn't he doesn't swim through the speed force okay. in this. And I like that. Like mm. I like that, and granted, we don't get a whole lot of slow-mo scenes of him like doing the actual running movement,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but the the places that we did get it in the Justice League. Mm were absent here. Like, even in the tunnel scene, like you were talking about, whenever he goes to get Wonder Woman's sword... Mm. um, We got a similar scene, but it's not the you, exact right, same. right. But in, in the first one, it focused on him, like, swimming mm-hmm. through the speed force, mm-hmm. where this one very much focused on all of the action going on around him, mm-hmm. and not so much on him, but you saw him, and it...
0: It just... It felt better. yeah. Like, all of the scenes of him running felt better. One of my favorite scenes of The Flash, well, maybe one of two, is um, whenever he first goes into the scene with a pair of demons, and Wonder Woman and Steppenwolf are staring each other down, and Flash comes in and he's like, Guys, this is not a plan. And then one of the parody men starts firing at him, and he's dodging it every which way. And then at one point, he dodges by putting himself real fucking close to a wall, expecting it to go by. It does, but then he moves real quick. It's just this weird comedic scene of him just making different poses trying to dodge.
1: Of uh, Yeah, um, the we... no, he says this isn't together, yes. not this isn't a plan. Mm. Because they say, let's attack together. And mm. then everybody just attacks by themselves. Yeah. And he comes in and tries to be the voice of reason. And it's like, this isn't this isn't together. <laughs> yeah. And then, the
0: yeah, the comical scene of, like... Him dodging. And it's not even, like, moving from side to side or uh, out of the way completely. No, it's him just making weird body movements to try to dodge these right. fucking bullets and
1: shit. Ba- basically, the, uh, the equivalent of like the cartoons that you see where people are dodging and they like <laughs> pull up their pants to their neck right. and their their crotch mysteriously makes that journey too and then they
0: are fine well, it's very ki- kind of like that type and and yeah that is that is a very good my other favorite scene is whenever uh, all the hostages are coming out and all this debris is fucking happening, and then you just see blinks of him just running through the air and shit, destroying, grabbing, 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 all grabbing of it. Bo- blocks and shit. And then, or at the tail end of it, it looks like he's one, one left, one. And, and then he misses. Oh, cy- it. it's so oh, he's, fucking good! No, his br- uh, like fucking grief, like I fucked up. I didn't get them all. Yeah, like I didn't do a good enough job. Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, I I suppose that's uh that's my my first my first. Thought on it, not necessarily my first favorite scene because mm. we talked about a couple of scenes in there, yeah. Um, but uh, that that would be my first thing. What is your first favorite scene in this?
0: Um, outside of like the beginning, very beginning of just uh, Superman being stabbed and dying again, that whole sequence of the like, mother boxes waking up I thought that was an to, interesting to the aspect. Screen. I, like they even answer it later on in the movie. It's like, why did they attack now? Why are they coming here now, and not before? And they're like, oh. Because Superman was here. That's why. In the moment he died and he screamed his last breath, the mother box is like, Yes. Yo. Um, but my favorite scene at the very beginning is whenever Wonder Woman's first introduced. That music that fucking hits that the, her theme's I can't fucking do it. Um, but then you also get the uh lamentation uh like uh you always get also yeah. can't do that. Um, that you get in like Spartacus, a very Roman-esque. Any, anything from Gladiator, quote-unquote era. Um, but then her dealing with all those terrorists was brilliant and so fucking different. Like there are, obviously you get Roos Bolton fucking doing his thing, but in Roos Bolton, it seemed like he was out for something. This one, he's just like, no, I just want to create mayhem because I liked how it was before. Yeah so I want more of that. So he's like, I'm going to kill all these people, delay the cops from coming in. So I'm just going to kill these people because I can, not because I should, or because I have some sort of ideal that I want. No, it's because I can. And Wonder Woman, the way she moves through that scene and just starts taking out motherfuckers left and right. It, Oh, it's fucking spellbinding.
1: It is, it is, um, is not only very different. Mm. Um, it, also kind of shows some more of her strengths. Yes. Like, I mean, she moved fast in the other one, yes. too. But this but one,
0: it's just completely different. It's very fucking, like, focused
1: and, and more powerful. And the the speed up and slow down um, aspect of this scene, mm-hmm. because anytime she goes to move at super speed, it picks up. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she, like,
0: comes out of it and is hitting somebody, it goes into slow-mo. Perfect example is she punches... I, I did it as well. She punches one of the bad guys. He goes into the fucking... Ho- or about to go into the hostages, Time slows down. She gets onto the other side of him and just throws him up to the opposite end of the room. Fucking yeah, killing up him. Yeah, against the other wall. Yeah, and fu- she kills him because you see blood fucking splatter all over the wall and shit. And perfectly fine. I'm alright with Wonder Woman killing motherfuckers. Yeah. I really She's enjoy, an Amazon. <laughs> I really enjoy her killing motherfuckers. But it was just like, it, that's a perfect like it sped up to her going to the guy punching him. It looks like the body of the guy's gonna run into the hostages so she quickly zooms over, it slows down, speeds back up right as she throws him to the other end of the room. It's just a brilliant sequence. Yeah, I think I think I got that backwards. It's whenever
1: No, no, I'm right. It it speeds up as she speeds up, mm. and then slows down as normal time, mm, yeah. quote unquote, takes back over. Yeah.
0: Um. Except in that specific, and instance. I really enjoyed that whole at the tail end of that sequence after she gets rid of the bomb. The guy's like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" And then just starts loading up his gun and st- or tries to start shooting at motherfucker the hostages. And, and his woman, gun's empty. Yeah, and he empties the clip, and one Woman has deflected every single fucking bullet imaginable that could have been fired at Except all one. these people. She doesn't deflect the last one. She grabs the guy and moves him out of the way. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is still fucking good. Right. <laughs> and then the guy's like, no. Uh, what does he say? I can't believe it. And then one Woman's like, well, you better start believing. And then just crosses her arms. A big explosion happens. He gets fucking vaporized. And one of my favorite fucking scenes is that I love superheroes helping people. One of my favorite scenes in BVS is after Superman has uh, gone through the explosion, like after uh, Lex Luthor, spoilers if you haven't seen BVS, after he... We already uh, spoiled that. Right. uh, After he explodes the Senate chambers and he's the only one standing there and he's around all the embers and shit and he's helping people uh, that were also in the Capitol building, helping them get uh, emergency services and shit like that. I really enjoy that. So we get something similar to that with Wonder Woman. She starts helping them up and she's like, all right, you're good. Everybody's safe, everybody's safe. And then one girl, oh, 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 fuck. One girl stays down on her knee. I swear to God, I saw Talia, oh, this little girl. She looks up at Wonder Woman and fucking asks, can I be like you someday? And Wonder Woman responds like, yes, of course you can, princess. Oh, fuck. Watch a little girl that you love so much. Watch Wonder Woman. You will see something that you don't see in your son because he has representation. He has the ability to see or be courageous like another man, like Captain America or fucking Batman. He has those representations. Watch, watching my daughter watch those scenes <laughs> fucking breaks my heart but also makes me happy. I'm, fuck, I can't take it. Uh, just that little girl asking, can I be like you someday? And her response is like, sure. It, 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 it will hold a special place in my heart. Now, for day. this,
1: yes, <laughs> just because I'm an asshole and I can, I am going to offer the counterpoint. Yes, she cannot be like Diana because Diana is an Amazon, or well, she's not even an Amazonian. She's a god. Yes, that god was, killer. That was raised by Amazonians. Well, no, she's. Remember the whole theme spoil- in the first one, yeah, where well, She is the god well, killer, not the spoil- sword. Spoiler alert: It's not because she's a god. The fuck was that? That was your wife screaming at Talia. <laughs> she's
0: not screaming at Talia. She's screaming at the dog. Uh, yeah, she's telling Sweetie to stop because she fucking. Uh, Well, not she, but the dog got the fucking lead that she was on wrapped around her ankle and ended up, Sarah ended up getting like a bad, like plastic burn type thing around her ankle. So, as long as it was nothing fucking heinous. Yeah, that would be fucking tragic. I talked about my daughter in a very poetic way and then something heinous 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 happened to her. Um, But anyway, going back
1: to to what I was saying Mm. being the asshole. Yeah. uh, Let's say that this kid takes that takes what she said to heart. Okay. Which, because you couldn't deliver the whole line. I know what you're line, going towards, but yeah. <laughs> because you can't deliver the whole line, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, she says, of course, princess, you can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. B- beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful scene, beautiful thing. But there's things called facts. <laughs> yes. And even in a superhero world, there's facts. Yes and in in this iteration of this particular superhero's um powers and stuff mm-hmm. there there are exceptions to this rule, like Shazam Shazam, absolutely the person could be exactly like him someday yeah, if, if they got the if powers. they were chosen mm-hmm. to be worthy mm-hmm. or even you could argue Batman or most of the Superheroes, Mm -hmm. but Wonder Woman in particular, well, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. No, you could not replicate those. Yes, because he's half Atlantean, half human, and she is a god. Yes, because and that's set out in the first movie. Mm -hmm. She's not only a god, or she's not only the god killer. She's a god. Yes, because Zeus is her father. By the end, um, Ares, or she refers to Ares as brother. Yes. Right before she... Kills him. Fucking shrecks him. (laughs) 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 Um, So let's say... Yes. Let's say, let's Mm, say, let's mm. say... This this little girl takes it to heart. Uh And she goes and trains and she does all this stuff. No matter what she does, she is not going to reach the bar of... Wonder Woman. Yes. And in trying to, she could end up being killed. And so Wonder Woman just caused the death of this
0: imaginary girl. <laughs> All right. So I get <laughs> I knew that's where you we were heading towards. Because well, obviously, yes. Well, You've taken on I, a very like one-to-one I, liberation. I, pre- I prefaced it with, I'm going to be an asshole. <laughs> um, yes, I get that. Telling a girl that she can be just like an Amazon warrior princess is not probably the best idea. But I think the sentiment is, is that you are a little girl and someday you will be a full-grown woman. You can be whatever you want. Well, yes. And that's... That's and the that's, sentiment that they're trying to convey. For
1: for anybody who doesn't <laughs> understand this, um, Greg and I have been best friends for a very long time. Mm. Um... His kids are my god kids. Mm-hmm. And I would literally lay down on broken glass so they could cross safely. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would die for these kids. Mm-hmm. And Talia getting representation in movies is as important to me as it is to Greg. Yes. And I think that it is, personally, I think that it is a wonderful scene. And I think that. There needs to be more. Mm. That's more, I, more of that that exists.
0: Wonder the first Wonder Woman I fucking adore. Obviously, we've heard our thoughts right. about Wonder Woman eighty four. I've got a huge fucking issue in that movie, but overall, I really like a woman kicking ass in a movie. It's a nice thing to see, and obviously, like I just mentioned, watching my daughter light up to seeing a woman do what men have been doing for fucking decades now is it's. There's no other. I can't. I can't put it down into one feeling. It is something I cannot fucking describe. Seeing the look that she gets whenever I tell her that she can. Fuck. I am not going to be able to get through any of this fucking shit. Good thing we're only doing nerd movies, not <laughs> homeward bound. Cause that'd <laughs> be a fucking mess for that whole movie. Uh, but seeing the look on her face that my son, and not because he's a dick or anything kind of takes for granted. Yeah, because he's a man. He's a white man. He he has he knows. It's that's ha- the best kind of man, <laughs> right? <laughs> According to most. Throwing that fucking caveat, right? We are- <laughs> Sarah and I have tried to instill in them that not everybody has the same privileges or opportunities or the same life that we do. So, and I think on on some occasions, my son tends to take that for granted, like women in movies and shit. Because he just won't watch them. I've tried to tell him like, "No, oh, this is really awesome." There are some who watch. But overall, most of them he will not. Um, so I think he takes that for granted of being a white man, seeing other white men do things. But there are moments like, fuck, months ago, all the Black Lives Matter protests were happening. My son, one of the YouTubers that he watches, went on to explain, and he had like a young audience, and this is, I've, I commend this YouTuber, I can't remember his name, I went on to explain the Black Lives Matter protests. And because he knew he had a young audience, started talking about Tamir Rice, one of the young boys. Mm -hmm. Right around my son's age, whenever Tamir Rice was shot and killed. My son came out and talked. This is when I was still on Midnights at work. My son came out and talked to my wife about it, and he was destroyed by that idea. That a boy his age was killed for merely playing with a gun. A toy gun. That's it. And I think there are moments like that where I'm like, yes, we're sending him in the right direction but there are other moments where i'm just like he takes it for granted where i'm just like you are a white man let's do better things than this to be fair yes to him he's a 10 year old yes i get that
1: and i don't know about you at that point in your life because we weren't friends at that point mm-hmm. we didn't really meet till high school yeah um but i was a precocious little shit yes And Mm. so my parents would constantly try to instill lessons in me Mm. that I am only now realizing, you know, 20 years later, (laughs) they're like, oh, wow, or 25 years later that, oh, wow, like, maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention to some Mm. of this stuff. Because not, like, I mean, everybody, well, not everybody, some people look back with very, like... Rose colored glasses mm-hmm. and stuff and mm-hmm. think that their life was all sunshine and rainbows. Right. But a lot of people will will go down the, I had a tragic childhood past. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people th- remember things worse than they were. And granted, fucked up shit happens. But as, as, a, as I grew up and stuff, I realized that like my parents are people. They're not infallible. Right, right. Mistakes are made all the time.
0: Yes. Everybody makes them even them your and parents are grew up in an age where religion was everything right so i not bashing your parents it's just that's the lifestyle that they were growing up in that's the lifestyle that they uh gave the children and right. all that. And, so
1: and i'm not even necessarily talking about that but like but it, it just but, stems but, into right it. it's it's not something that we need to go into because right. this is this Perfect is about fine. Just, this is about Justice League not about <laughs> Ryan's upbringing uh but <laughs> I mean, I guess we kinda got onto it with, with Ta and stuff. Yeah. But like a lot of things that they tried to teach me I didn't necessarily learn at the time. So the fact that he's already showing signs that he is learning yes. is a good sign. That being said, I I think that you're probably right. And he does take it for granted sometimes mm. that uh that He's a white man. He's a white man and in superheroes, like yeah, I, I'm a superhero. They're dime
0: a dozen. Like white men being whatever, superheroes. Whatever. Look at, look at this one.
1: Look at this, yeah. one. look at this 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 one from a long time
0: ago and far far away. Yeah, I it's it's not something that I'm over overly concerned about. It's just something that I'm just every so often I'll be like, oh well, look at that. And he's but
1: I think that that also gives you a little bit more of a unique perspective on um on Black Panther and Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman mm-hmm. and the, the work that he did representing the black community mm-hmm. as a superhero. Mm-hmm. And granted, there are problems with that movie too, that make it less than a perfect movie. Yeah. Um,
0: but we haven't tackled the Marvel universe yet. So we'll fucking get to it. When we'll we get eventually to it. get to it. Um, <laughs> that in star Wars is very like, I don't know if I want to tackle them just yet. Obviously Marvel, because there's so fucking many, but Star Wars, because there are a few movies that are so tumultuous with like fandom and shit, I'm just like, I don't really want to deal with that right now.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to deal with. Um, although that being said, it could also increase viewership and stuff because I, I know it's a double-edged, double-edged sword. sword. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I will agree with you that that scene not only was it really is good, was a great scene mm. in the- that. That it, was, that it was a slightly, or that it was a different take. It wasn't really a slight difference.
0: The idea that he took that out at all, whatever. He wanted to have Wonder Woman move a completely different way. Perfectly fine. What the fuck ever. But he took out that scene between Wonder Woman and the little girl. Pisses me off. For no reason. Because it's just like a fucking like five second scene of her helping the hostages up and then uh the little girl saying what she says and then Wonder Woman responding. It's not a very long scene. He took it I out. Can't, I to can't be a remember, prick.
1: but I can't remember how she dispatches the last guy in the
0: I don't remember. Justice I think it's League. very similar. I think she does the crossing. I, I don't
1: I don't think the building explodes.
0: I don't remember. I
1: don't I don't remember exactly how she takes it out, so maybe Playing devil's advocate, maybe, like he couldn't figure out blocking or something like that. But that seems like a really, really, like, straw man argument Mm. because...
2: There was no reason to cut
1: it. There's no reason. There was no reason to cut it.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, Anyway, so let's get on to the next thing that we want to talk about. What is yours? Oh, boy. Um,
1: We'll go with Flash's introduction scene.
0: Okay, that was going to be my number two as well. So
1: <laughs> that works perfectly because I
0: love almost everything about this. There's scene. one little aspect I'm just like, all right, we're being ridiculous at this point. Is it the hot dog? Uh,
1: well, it was the hot
0: dog. It was the, the attention, attention to the hot like,
1: dog. Like in yeah, the attention to the hot dog, and then like the the. Kind of slightly weird brush to the side of her yeah, almost face.
0: creepy like yeah, right.
1: Um, but Flash is introduced. Um, you, well, you meet Barry Allen mm. going in for a job interview, walking dogs.
0: Yes, working at some sort of pet shop of some sort,
1: and um. Right away, it sets it up as like he's probably not the right person for this. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as he walks up to the
0: first dog, he's like, "Oh, hi, doggy!" It like barks at him. He's like, "Oh no, okay, I'm
3: sorry." <laughs> like,
0: and Ezra Miller, it fucking the way he's doing the character, I wish we got this in the first. Justice and that's
1: League. and that's before he even gets in the building. And then he gets in the building, um, and as he goes into the building, an attractive woman is coming out.
3: Mm-hmm
0: my guess is also probably
1: applying for this job.
0: Yeah. And we don't know who she is. People have assumed that she's Iris West because that's who she's cast as, I believe. But, and, and we that's never get an introduction. to who his, the girl is. That's his like love interest yeah, in a in lot of, of different comics. Comics It's always about stuff. Iris West. Yeah, it's always
1: about stuff. Iris. Um, so you can make the logical assumption that this is Iris for whatever reason, this woman in particular catches his eye. Mm-hmm. um, and the woman starts asking him, like, "Why, why are you right for this job? Mm. Um, what, what kind of things would you like bring to the table? Or have you walked dogs before?" And he's kind of answering them, in,
0: like, not directly answering them, kind like, of answering like,
1: them, yeah, kind of answering them, but like, in a, in an. In a fairly charming kind of way mm. while also paying a lot of attention to this woman. Mm. Then we cut to a truck driver eating a, eating a burger while he's driving. Yes. Who then drops it and goes fishing for it. <laughs> and when he's going fishing for it, he's not paying attention to
0: the road. At the point, I've seen a lot of what in, inside uh, trucks look like and shit like that. We work with them an awful lot at our jobs and shit. Um, if a burger drops on the floor of where the pedals are, just leave it there. Yeah. I'm not going to eat that.
1: There's no the reason. <laughs> I'll, I'll go get another burger. Like, yep. <laughs> although if you did eat it, you are probably immune to every communicable disease known to man. Maybe. <laughs> In most cases. I mean, if you ate a burger that fell on the... And this is not a slam against truck drivers... For anybody who listens that is a truck driver, yes. I don't know that we have that audience. But if we do, mm. like, hi, welcome. Yes, Thanks for all your hard work during the pandemic. <laughs> yes. You, you and horses uh, were <laughs> very prolific during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, yes. But, like, if you ate a burger that fell on my side of my car, mm. I wouldn't want to eat that. No. There's shit tons of gravel and salt mm. and all sorts of shit in there. Anyway, as he's fishing... Iris starts to pull away, mm-hmm. he hits a hot dog cart that kind of like wakes him up mm. as he runs through a red light and then also strikes Iris's car. Yes. And at this point, the Flash has a decision to make whether he does something about it mm. or he doesn't and protects his secret identity. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Like, most people wouldn't be able to perceive him disappearing. Right. Or anything like that. Especially amid the chaos of everything else that was going Mm -hmm. on. Um, But he
0: turns. Very quickly. Because we see his shoes.
1: As as he turns, his Chuck Taylors that he's wearing... Explode.
0: <laughs> yes. Not fucking like tear apart or anything. No, they fucking explode in the spot that he's in as he's turning around and shit. Which, which the attention to that detail, yeah. I fucking loved. But yeah, it's a nice little detail in the movie, but why not his pants? Maybe not his shirt because it's not rubbing that fast, but his pants with his something should be catching on fire right there. or Something should be tearing probably, apart. Probably.
1: R- regardless. Just, yes, I get just, it. But just the that, idea that like, they had that, yeah. the, the visual of that was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then you see him it, and the rest of the scene is in slow motion. Yes. Um I have seen some critiques that say slow motion was overused in this movie. That's Zack Snyder's thing. Since I 300, guess, he's used it a I, lot. I guess you could say that it is, it's used a lot. I don't necessarily think that it's excessively, Mm -hmm. but I could, I could see an argument for some scenes not
0: necessarily needing it. Right. This one, it absolutely needs it. Yeah. Um, Plus, I like the idea of, uh, I don't want an entire movie slow-mo, but whenever action happens and shit... I like being able to see everything, right? And and the visual effects, yeah. Like the it's fucking the
1: the work that all these people Mm -hmm. put into their CGI, like the cars crumpling against each other, or the car crumpling into the truck, truck, yeah. As she's thrown from, and I should mention that it was a convertible, like she wasn't thrown through the windshield or anything like that. Uh, But the you see Flash walk up to the door and put two fingers out. And just shatter the door. Well, first, I don't know if you notice, it like ripples like it's yeah, water.
0: Yeah. And then it shatters.
1: Um showing that he's vibrating mm-hmm. instead of just really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Like he's vibrating fast. And we'll see him vibrate
0: near the end of the movie.
1: Which is which is one of his powers that they don't really draw. It doesn't very come up often. often.
0: Yeah. Um but it's something that he can do. But it's he is
1: I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I believe he's one of like three people in the DC universe that is able to pierce Superman's skin because he can vibrate faster than the molecules yeah. and be able to Do what he needs Do to. stuff yeah, yeah. in inside Superman's body. Which is weird <laughs> to, to say it that way. But like <laughs> You can get inside Superman. Yeah, like I think he, I think he does it at one point to like kind of um, Neo Trinity, like to to take out something that's going to kill Superman oh, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He he does it to to help him because mm. nobody else can. Because yeah. Bruce is like, I can't, I can't. Or, I think it's a
0: kryptonite bullet or some sort. Yeah,
1: and he's like, I can't fucking do anything about this. Yeah, like I can't cut his skin. Mm. And Flash is like, Well,
0: I I got it. Don't worry. I it think it's bloodsport. It it might be. I think bloodsport shoots Superman. They use the Flash to get the bullet out or some shit like that. I can't um, remember exactly,
1: but it, it's one of the powers that doesn't really get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he then very calmly walks out as this woman's flying through the air, grabs a hot dog and puts it in his pocket. I after after like fetishizing the
0: hot dog I for just a solid, he was gonna smack it against her for face solid,
1: <laughs> like forty seconds or so, like. It is a very long. He pays more attention to it than he does to the person that he's rescuing. (laughs) Yes, at the time, at the time, which I mean is is later explained away Mm. as
0: like he got the idea to to win the job by uh, winning over the dogs, right. And yeah, and they play with this idea throughout the entire movie that Flash's mind works a bit faster than everybody else's. So whenever he first grabs the hot dog, and I thought he was going to smack Iris's face with it just to be goofy and funny, which would have fucking ruined the moment entirely. Yeah, it would have destroyed the scene completely. But he later on uses the hot dog as a way to see that he's lovable and that he would be the right person for the job. Um, But after he gets it, sticks it in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, you see him like
1: brush her hair out of her face, and then. Creepy touch. Yes. Um,
0: Which is, whatever.
1: And then grab her it's and weird. very gently
0: set her. Mm.
1: What looks to be right in the, the Middle path, of the street. Well, right in the path of this car <laughs> flipping on top of her. Um, but apparently he's made the calculations that it's going to settle back down and mm. not. Not hit her. Not not flip over <laughs> on top of her. Um, and then you see, like, the scene catch up. hmm And it all all the chaos goes. It all goes into normal speed, and he's sitting in a dog pen with the dogs. Like, gee, I hope everybody's okay. (laughs) And and one of one of the things that I like to do is, you know, bring a meat treat, and he pulls out the hot dog and starts divvying it up to all the dogs that are in there, and they're all you know happy and excited and eating the treat, and then giving him kisses and stuff. And I I thought number one that it's. It's an endearing scene. Number two, it's very well shot and very well executed. Yes, it's, the,
0: the visual effects of it looked... This entire movie... I'm, it's, people have done side-by-side comparisons between Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. And just the color scheme between the two is completely fucking different. I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Which, by the way, before we move on to anything else, did you bump up against the 4 by 3 aspect ratio? Um as as i was trying
1: to think about things to gripe about mm. this movie <laughs> the 4 by 3 the 4 by 3 is one of the first things that came to my mind and i was like that is such a minuscule thing i mean it's it's a huge thing because it's the whole fucking movie yeah yeah but it's such a small complaint mm. to have yeah. for a 4 hour movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it's barely even worth
0: I just saw it about. as a way for Zach to do two things. A, piss off people that would really get pissed off by aspect ratios, which there have been a few people, and B, to show people, once the world gets back to normal, we're releasing this, because the 4x3 aspect ratio is for IMAX, and right. whenever you get into an IMAX theater, they shoot it in 4x3, blow it up, and it looks fucking amazing in 4x3 with an IMAX screen. So I think he's just telling people once the world gets back to normal, we're releasing this in IMAX so you can see an entire four-hour cut of this movie and big and beautiful IMAX. Um, I'm not sure that that's. His I wish we would have had make. the. I I don't know. I wish we would have had the option to go by either by four by three or just regular six by sixteen by nine, whatever the uh, yeah, uh, normal. But, I think it's sixteen by nine, but I wish we had the option. But I get why they put it in four by three. Right, and and like I said. It, Basically, the
1: first scene of the movie, I had already forgotten about the black bars on the side that oh, I'm yeah. not used to seeing in normal mm-hmm. stuff that I watch because yep. you watch it in widescreen, wide sixteen screen. by
0: nine.
1: Um, yeah, but yeah, like there there are a few other grapes with the movie. Mm-hmm. Like fetishizing the hot dog is one of them. No.
0: It just seemed odd. And look at all this like
1: beautiful scene. But it's, but it's not even a. It's not something that's going to ruin the rest of the movie, right? It doesn't. It doesn't ruin the movie. It it ruins the scene for about twenty seconds Mm -hmm. while he's like just completely enamored with saving the hot dog instead of the girl. Yeah. Um, but that very quickly passes, and you get into him actually saving the girl. Yes. And then why he got the hot dog and everything. Yeah. The end of the scene, I was like, oh, okay, well. I don't know that I would
0: have held quite as long as he did on the hot dog. Or place the hot dog maybe not right by her face because he grabs the one right by her face. And that's why I automatically think he was just going <laughs> to. But just grab one at midair as you're approaching the woman. Put it in your pocket. Then do your thing with the woman and lay her down and all that. And then go back into the pet shop. It just seemed like an odd place to put the, oh, I'm going to use this later. Let me slip this away. It, I don't know. It just felt odd.
1: I don't th- I don't think the placement bothered me so much, just the like hanging on it because it would make sense that it would be close to her because he's focused on saving mm, her yeah like I mean you could you can make all the arguments in yeah, the world for or against weird. or whatever but it was just like a weird 20 seconds yeah. like not a not a I'm too uncomfortable to watch this around other people
0: mm. kind of weird yeah like some movies have. The initial was like, "All right, where are we going with this hot dog? Don't do it, don't do don't it." And, and, do and it. he puts it in his pocket. I'm like, "All right, we didn't do it,
1: right?" And, um, but like the, really just like, well done to mm. the to the this visual, movie from to the, the beginning the to end, in the end, artists and stuff that. They did the CG work and stuff like that. For
0: this re-edit, they did over 2,000 new visual effects for this re-edit for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it looks fucking amazing. Obviously, a good portion of it was already done before they retooled it with Joss Whedon's Justice League. Uh, But they did an additional 2,000 on top of what they already had done. So I really enjoy a lot of the visual effects in this movie. But let's get to uh, the first time we ever get introduced to Steppenwolf. I believe it's whenever he's uh, comes across the Themyscirans. Cause that's my, yes that was between the flash scene and this, the Themysciran scene were tied between my two favorite scenes. Um, but I really enjoyed this whole aspect. We, it's complete, well, not completely. There are different aspects in justice league. It's going to take a while for me to get used to saying that where we have similar things with like the box being, uh, taken away from him and shit like that. But there's a whole sequence of like that chamber where the box was in Gets fucking sent into
1: the sea. Into the sea, Like, it's
0: one of its safety features. Originally, in the Justice League, it was just them hitting those pillars to close the doors and make sure nothing gets out. But the other safety feature was everything starts crumbling, and it gets tossed into the sea. And I really like that aspect of it. On top of that, Steppenwolf, I really like in this version. I don't know why they changed him at fucking all. I like no, the I idea bro, of the suit being its own thing and whenever he gets shot with all these arrows and he's throwing Themyscirans all over the fucking place and then he just stands there, shooks his arms, and the entire armor just cuts off all the arrows in him and shit. It's just a brilliant fucking sequence of events between Steppenwolf first appearing in the boom tube and then he's, he tells the Themyscirans, he's like, I will bathe in your fear. And uh, Hippolyta's like, Themyscirans, what do we say? And then they all scream, we do not live in fear. And they all fucking like, Huah! and they er, bring all no, their sear- uh, swords up. Show, show him your fear. That's right. That's right. And they all do the, Huah! bring yeah. up their swords and shields and everything. And they're ready to fucking kick ass. I really fucking enjoy that. And I, I enjoy
1: this this version of the scene better as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because they don't just immediately start shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an exchange where it makes more sense. Like, yeah. I mean Hippolyta's like, why are you here? Why it makes sense that you would shoot at your enemies right away, too. But like it just makes it more, I don't know, reasonable, maybe. Yes, the,
3: And the Hippolyta
0: words. has more to do other than just running away in this movie. She starts fighting parademons and shit. Obviously, she does eventually take the box and runs away with it, but she's fighting parademons and shit as they come through, which also I don't know if you noticed, but they also changed the parademons, yeah, the parademons between the two look movies. Different. I was like, why? Like, there are two sets of parademons in this movie. There's the buggy ones with the buggy feet and the, uh, I can't remember the actual terminology, but the ones with, like, two knees, like, one bends like humans, the other one, like, up by the hip, bends the other. I can't, there's an actual term for it, I can't remember. But they also have the ones that are, what I'm assuming, because they set it up later on in the movie, of, like, uh, people being turned into parademons. So, like, yeah. you have the original parademons and then the ones that were people from a different planet being turned into parademons. That's why you have the ones with, like, the suits and the boots and everything. Right. But there were two different versions. But th- those two versions were not even the ones we got in Justice League's yeah, movie. Neither, neither of the two were and made the Justice no League It made no sense. Ones. Why change them? You already had the visual effects set up for them. Why completely change them? It made no sense whatsoever. But that whole sequence with uh, uh, the Themyscirans and Steppenwolf... I'm trying to. I'm blanking on how it ends because I knew there was something that interesting that happened. Oh, it's Hippolyta goes to help one of her uh, people, and Steppenwolf. He has the box at this point, and he tells uh, Hippolyta or, or Hippolyta "You can't save her. You can't save her. You can't save any of them." And he um, um, makes the insinuation like he's going to be back and he's going to fucking take the Themysciran's for himself type shit. Um, and then he boom tubes out of the fucking place. And I really enjoyed that, the whole visual effects of it, the first introduction, kind of at first, like, I think we get him earlier in the movie, but, like, the first, like, we get to see Steppenwolf in battles with the Themyscirians and everything. And then from there, we get the Themyscirians basically being like, look, shit's here, we need to fucking warn people. There was
1: so much about him that was just better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, From the flashback
1: scene to... I did did not enjoy... I can't stand Steppenwolf in the him In the Justice League. Like, I didn't like the way his armor looked. Like, it was very... Stupid. Almost... Oh, oh, melted. Almost pill buggy. Yeah. Like, it was segmented, but it mm. wasn't segmented. Yeah, yeah. It was all one piece, but it had, like, weird ripples yeah, in yeah. it for no fucking reason. Yeah. It just looked um, bad. And the the detail of his face... And
0: his head wasn't there, mm-hmm. and and even in this movie, at one point he all of it like unfurls and you see his actual like horns and everything, his actual face and all the detail that comes along with it. I'm like, this looks fucking amazing. Right. Why take this out? Uh, one of
1: my other big problems with the Justice League, mm. there was no stakes. Like he wasn't doing it for anything other than. For mm. apocalypse and for dark side, or, or fucking
0: his weird obsession but, with mother. But there was it, it, like in the Justice League, he had this like weird, like almost like I'm gonna come at the mere thought of saying mother because he's constantly saying mother, oh mother, <laughs> all throughout the fucking Justice League movie. It's it, it's insane, right? Um, but in this one,
1: they gave him a reason,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: through. Through, I mean, it was through Dassault and it was never really fully explained what
0: had transpired.
3: Mm-hmm. But I Steppen- assume we were
0: talking about that the flashback scene that we got in the Justice. Like, I thought we were going to get something similar with this one, but no, they're talking about a completely different event altogether. Steppenwolf
1: somehow betrayed Darkseid and was.
0: Was told to give him like 50,000 worlds. Cast,
1: was cast out. Yeah. Was, it, he's not allowed to return home. And, um, it, I mean, it comes out later that uh, for anybody who knows anything about Darkseid, he's obsessed with the Anti-Life Equation. Mm-hmm. He lost it on a planet. He doesn't know
0: which one.
1: So he's, he's looking to he's conquer scouring,
0: all of life. He's scouring everywhere trying to find. And when they mentioned the Anti-Life Equation, Ryan, when I first watched this, I don't know how I'm here because my mind literally exploded, Ryan. Yeah. It, it went. Poof, they mentioned the anti-life equation in this movie. And it's Wait. also a movie where the Mar- Martian manhunter fucking pops up. I'm like, that the possibility is fucking limitless, Ryan. It's fucking amazing that we could Right. <laughs> um
1: But the anti-life equation was never mentioned in the Justice League. Uh to have it mentioned here. And for Darkseid, whenever he's like, "I found the anti-life equation," Mother Mm -hmm. showed me that it's here, and Darkseid is like, "No, if you if you take this planet, then I will come, and you can rejoin me, Mm -hmm. and you can be at home, yes, and you can be, you know, back where you want to be," which made him. Almost like a tragic villain, yes. Like he was trying to earn his way back to his quote unquote family, yes.
0: And so, like, it gave him a reason, it was very on the level his, of like Thanos, for you had like some sort of like sympathy with the character for his
1: hard on for destroying our planet, yes. Like, it made sense that he's, okay, I can, I can. Convert fifty thousand worlds, mm. or I can do this one, mm-hmm. and if I can do this one, then I get to go home, and that means something mm-hmm. like that. That carries weight. Yep, that gives him a reason to be obsessed with doing yep. what he's trying to do. Um, but that being said, that doesn't really have anything to do with this scene in particular. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're gonna write a villain. Give him a raison d'être. Don't just make him like, like even if his, I'm
0: evil, mustache twirling type. Even bullshit.
1: if his reason is because I can. Yeah. Like, at least give him that. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you just, well, why is he doing this? Plot reasons.
3: Okay. <laughs> mother,
1: I need mother. <laughs> there needs there needs to be more than nothing. <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Um and this is coming from me, a very successful writer of absolutely nothing, (laughs) but (laughs) what I'm saying is like to engage me as an audience member, like reasons, you need reasons reasons. other than story reasons, right? (laughs) Right. And there needs to be things that would protect people besides plot armor. Mm, Yes. Indiana Jones. like I talked about last week. Um, and just, just giving him of that gives him so much more depth mm-hmm. that just didn't exist. Yep, and so it I makes, really enjoy it. This makes it makes more. the whole experience
0: more enjoyable. Yep, and we'll get to him when we get to him. But Darkseid in this movie, I guarantee you, there are conversations going on right fucking now. About whether or not to continue the Snyderverse, there are uh, fuck because they said before this came out they weren't this is its own thing that we're just letting Zach do his original vision and then we're moving on. But the outcry from this movie and how fucking nuanced this movie is from beginning hell how fucking nuanced this movie is from BVS and Man of Steel to this movie right here it's fucking brilliant. I don't know why they wouldn't continue this storyline at all.
1: Um, well they're not. As of right now, they're not. As of right now, no, they're not. Um, I, I never thought we'd get a Justice League, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. I'm, I'm not saying that they won't eventually come to their senses and realize that they can make money off of it Mm. and maybe do it. Uh, But right now, I, I like it because I read this article a few days ago. Um, There, there is talks happening of HBO. Doing their own... Doing the, the, Snyder the Snyderverse. I'd be alright with that. Because DC is saying... Or, not DC. Mourners. WB is saying no. Um, and I liken them to, like, a petulant child at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So, like, HBO, to anybody who doesn't know, HBO and WB are both owned by AT&T. Yes. So they're, like, siblings. Yeah, pretty much and i like an hbo to like an older brother and wb is a petulant child in this and for the for the sake of this this long and drawn out metaphor mm. um their children at a thanksgiving dinner mm. and hbo looks over and sees that wb's plate is still full of turkey and stuffing and all the fucking goodness that you get on Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And WB is sitting there crying about the only th- the only thing they want is pie. Yes. And HBO is going, "No, but really, can I have that though?" <laughs> like if she's not going to like if it's just going to go to waste. Like, "Okay, can, can I?" I'll I'll ta- I take. <laughs> I take. I eat. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> like that's what's happening. I'm right with that. WB is crying for sweets and
0: the intelligent people are going um uh, yeah, over, over, we'll here, take it <laughs> over here. Like like they already have Titans doom patrol so they're already already, de- already doing interesting things. So I think them continuing the story of what Zack Snyder has done and obviously I don't know what that means for their movie verse because we now have Matt Reeves Batman coming out here in a few in a year. I think comes out next year, this mm. time next year. Um, So I think they could start that universe up and then just keep what they've already done with, like, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, Aquaman, all that. Put that on HBO Max. Maybe even release some of them in theaters and shit, so that way you get, like, a big, like, boost of money coming in and then you put it on HBO Max or maybe do a special cut for HBO Max or something. Right. But I like... I think fans are smart enough to understand, especially if you set it up right now or maybe early on in your whole universe, that we have two different universes, especially in the DC uh, IP, you have two different universes and and you can easily just start weaving them through. They did it in the CW of like different multiverses and shit like that. Fucking Marvel's starting to dab into that. We could start having like different universes just dipping in and out of different characters worlds and shit and so i really think that they need to decide to keep the snyderverse because i think what he was setting up with the whole dark side and apocalypse and granny goodness and big barda and all that i would be fucking amazing to see so i hope that they continue that that's that's a question that i have
1: who is the other person with it's rumored that it be? was
0: granny goodness see never. She never says anything. She just stands there. We don't get a clear look at her face or anything. I, I assumed
1: that a version, a film version of Granny Goodness would look more like a woman. Because he is always portrayed as very feminine. To, for anybody who doesn't know, yes. uh, I, su- I suppose
0: you, you would put... You um, would have to be a mega Jack Kirby New Gods fan to understand who Granny Goodness is. Right. Um, But it's basically, uh, they don't really specify the gender that this person is, but it looks very feminine, but also very masculine, but sounds like a man, but has
2: genitals like a woman, but calls him granny granny
0: goodness. There's a whole mess of shit in this character. So I think that uh, idea of that character appearing, as long as you treat it not insulting to that community... You treat it fucking legit, right. like this is an actual thing that no one has a big fucking ordeal that it is a transsexual or, or, or non-gendered specific character. Right? You can do amazing the, things the with plus that character. Part of yes, the, the LGBT equation. community. Um, I, I think that would be really interesting to continue. See, I wasn't sure. I was
1: I was torn between um, Granny goodness or Baron.
0: I'm blanking on Baron.
1: It's like Baron Rat something or other. I like, th- it sounds familiar, more, but I'm blanking it's on more what than it looks just like. Baron. Hold on. I'm sorry. It's not Baron. Um, I. Th- I want to say obviously the one is Dasad because mm-hmm. Desad is, um, referenced many times. Yes. Um, I. I was torn between uh, Glorious Godfrey or mm. Uh, Vermin Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. It could be either. They don't really specifically. I just but assume. Yeah, because, of, because we they We do see don't. the color of the hair, which is like grayish, and you associate that with like a grandmother. I don't know what they. I don't think they even specify what it is in the credits. I think we're all assuming that it's Granny Goodness because that's the most common one that people know. Right. But I don't know. So I, and I like the idea of Zack Snyder continuing in that world. And at the end of the movie, we hear Darkseid's like, all right, let's try the old ways. And obviously in a big ass invasion is going to happen. What does that look like? Who's going to help him? Is Big Barda part of that? Like, if you don't know anything about Big Barda, it's, it's Darkseid's version of Wonder Woman that eventually becomes an antihero. Where yes. she's not with the Justice League, but she can't stand Darkseid, because Darkseid, I believe, betrays her or some... Man, I can't remember exactly, but she walks away from Darkseid at one point, and is like, I will fucking kick anybody's ass from Apocalypse, I don't care who. But we also have, um, what's her name, doing New Gods. Um, I Fucking blanking on her name. She did um, uh, A Wrinkle in Time, I can't remember her name. Ava Duvernay. She's doing. She did a Wrinkle in Time for Disney, and now she's doing New Gods, which is a lot of that. The uh, New Genesis, Apocalypse, all that is wrapped up in the New Gods right. um, comics and shit like that. So I'm interested to see how they work with that if they're going to work with Ava DuVernay. Um, anyway, let's move on to our next thing. Which, yeah, I did mine. Let's go on to you. <laughs> there's still. I know. There's. It's there's hard to succinctly. So like, many. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, Obviously, I've, we're about an hour 30 into this uh, into this episode. If you haven't gathered by now, watch this movie. It's really fucking good. There are a lot of good moments in this yeah, movie. Yeah, even even if we talked for, we could probably talk for five hours. Yeah, yeah. It, we
1: still would, we could go through this movie scene by scene and have an eight hour long podcast. Yeah. And it would still, Not, like we, could,
0: we could still talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just the implications that it could... Hell, there are even things answered in this movie that were set up in BVS that then are, like, in the epilogue uh, uh, scenes that we'll get to eventually of what happens in BVS. Like, it hints at what happened in BVS. Hell, we even have Batman talking about the premonition that he had in BVS. Right. Leading into this movie. So, it's... Like you said, we could constantly fucking talk about this movie. Obviously, we're just gonna hit on our key moments of this movie, and we implore everybody: yeah, basically, basically what we're saying
1: is watch this movie. It is really good. You're doing yourself a disservice. Like when
0: when I first heard that there was a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, I was like, all right, so what does that mean? Maybe a few additional scenes, maybe a different character that was eliminated entirely, maybe. But this is a completely different movie. Like, the uh, what we got in Justice League is completely different than what we got in Zack Snyder's. Yeah, there are similar things in it, but the whole tone, the idea, the messaging that they're trying to convey by the end of this movie is completely different. Like, the, I don't even... I, I can't even think of a message that they were trying to convey in Justice League. It was just, look at these superheroes fighting. In this one, it's... We're all broken, but it's not what defines us. It's... Yes, we all have torment tormented past. We all have things in our uh, uh, past that we're not proud of or horrible shit happened to us, but that's not what defines us. It's not what makes us. That's what helps us become who we want to be. And that's what this movie is trying to fucking convey to people is right. like, we're not broken. We're And fuck knowing full well what the Zack Snyder had to deal with. While while he was making this making movie. this movie originally was, and then he's trying to convey that this is what we were trying. This this is the message I'm trying to fucking convey to people, and like the promo for a lot of this, the his version of the Justice League is him raising money for like the suicide uh, prevention hotlines and shit like that. And I'm like that's really fucking commendable, being that he had to bury a child. This horrible right. fucking act. Anyway,
1: um, I I suppose. I don't. I don't want to go into super detail with it, mm-hmm. um, because I don't necessarily think that it needs it. It's not really like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. but I did like that you actually got a little bit more backstory, or like how Wonder Woman knows what the threat is, because mm-hmm. after she retrieves the arrow of Artemis, she goes down underneath it. She
0: becomes a fucking Tomb Raider at that and point. opens, and it's
1: really fucking cool. And to watch opens her. a. Uh, a passage with the arrow that like shows
0: the murals that you see in wonder woman gives her like a, like, like old Roman, like on a vase story, like images and right of
1: apocalypse coming Mm -hmm. or of dark side coming
0: with the three mother boxes and everything with
1: the three mother boxes. So you, you have an idea of why, like, why are the heroes like, oh, yeah, we need to, like, pay attention mm-hmm. to this shit. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that we compare that to, like, it was still, it was a good scene that informed the rest of the movie. Um, but we compare that with um, Aquaman talking to, um, I can't remember his character's name. Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, Volko. Volko, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um Whenever he is like, no, you need to fucking like help. help. Shit's happening. Like,
0: like bad shit's coming, and the world needs your help. Yeah, and even adds more credence to what's going on in Aquaman. Because even in that conversation, Volcko like, "Look, Orm isn't going to do shit. He's looking for this uh, to destroy the surface dwellers. He doesn't care. He only thing he cares about is the Atlanteans. So you need to take up your mother's trident and this armor and help fight." whatever's coming and then help me deal with Orm and shit like that. Uh, and it just adds more of a, like a, a thread from Justice League into Aquaman and shit because that's what happened is after this movie came out then we got Justice League. One of the downsides, or after Justice League we got Aquaman, one of the downsides of this movie is that we had Mira with a British accent. Yeah. Which I guess they changed at some point because she, it's nowhere to be seen in Aquaman. Right. She, she does hell even in the epilogue scene when that they reshot recently she has the accent again. I'm just like to differentiate between, I guess.
1: I guess I don't. It was just weird. I don't I don't really understand that.
0: And her hair either. gets brighter between the two movies.
1: Yeah. Uh well I mean the sun did that that's, that's sun bleaching, <laughs> right? Greg. Something that actually happens.
0: Uh but they also don't oh do away, uh the the what they did in Aquaman. They constantly are opening up Pockets of air for them to talk in and shit. Yes. All
1: Atlanteans, not just the highborn. Yeah. Which means that the people that she's talking to are suffocating. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to believe Aquaman. And that's.
0: It's just minor things. The
1: the one thing that I don't really take issue with, but that I have some issue with, like, it's not enough for me to go, you know, it's not good. Um, But the. The thing that I complain about about the DC EU mm. is that there's no cohesion. Like mm. everything stands by itself. Yeah. And like, like with Wonder Woman eighty four, that happened before the events of this movie happened, and she used powers in that movie that she doesn't use in this movie yeah. because they weren't conceptualized in the DC EU before those before ones. that movie was made. Yeah. Even though it was set in the past. Yep. And the the uh, disparity between Aquaman and Aquaman saying that he'd never been to uh, Atlantis. And you find out that he has been there. Yes. He it, went there to go look or help Mira like, and all that. Like so. a lot. Yeah. And like in, in Aquaman, he doesn't know who Mira is. But it, he very much does because he fucking talks to her in the Justice League.
0: Well, he talks. Does he not know her in Aquaman? Because I could have sworn she said, yeah, you helped with Steppenwolf. Now the Atlanteans need your help, I thought. She does, but I
1: don't think that they're introduced to each other.
0: No, we get the first introduction is whenever he comes in to save her while she's being manhandled by someone. No, no, no. What I
1: mean is in Aquaman, Uh she saves his dad and that's the first time they meet
0: you know they meet they meet like right outside don't they yeah outside the bar she walks um, up to him and is like look we need your help you help us step that's where we get the reference of steppenwolf yeah it's her saying
1: i i can't remember i watched aquaman last whenever we watched it for the podcast mm. so i can't really remember but i want to say that like he didn't have any idea who she was it's possible.
0: I mean, we've pointed out several, like her having a British accent. Right. Clearly, there they're were things. Just, not... They're just
1: inconsistencies, yeah. and they're all meant to be standalone. So there's no cohesion. There's no, right. uh, and that and that kind of bums me out because it's, it's
0: a bit annoying, like, especially when you start stacking them all up.
1: There's more in the Snyderverse because he calls back to things that yeah. have happened in the movies. That he's done previously, mm-hmm. like Batman talking about the Flash dream, and like all these other things. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, it's not exactly the same thing. Right? Like they're are... still still not having cohesion. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that that Aquaman was a good movie, mm-hmm. but to say that he'd never been to Atlantis in it is wrong because he
0: he was there. We see it in this movie that he had been to Atlantis. And I'm,
1: and because of the mention of Steppenwolf, like, you know that this takes place after justice league. So he would have been there and they would have known that. Yep. And just, just things like that. Like the little things like that bother me, but they don't ruin this movie. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. They're just little um, inconsistencies that just, pop up every now and then like Mira's accent and shit like that. It's right. Whatever.
1: And the the one thing that I did enjoy about the Atlanteans is whenever they speak underwater, they speak in dolphin clicks. I didn't like that. Really? I'd like the what we got in Aquaman of the like echoey. Well I mean obviously you wouldn't get that all the time. Like in an Aquaman movie you wouldn't get that. Right. Because you'd be reading subtitles the whole time. And let's right. be honest, most of the world don't like subtitled movies. Yeah. And... Because they can't read, they can't read and yeah. They watch can't at handle the two time. things at once. Yeah, um,
0: but I don't. Was that them communicating? Because I never. Yes, I remember a bunch of clicks happening whenever she approaches the guards, but I thought she just pointed to him. I thought we were just hearing like other sea lights. No, I want to.
1: I want to say that that was that was them communicating. Okay, because um, even Willem Dafoe does it. Does he? Yeah, I want to say like. In one scene... I just
0: never put two and two together. I just thought it was
1: just sea life happening around them. It's... Like, I think all the Atlanteans speak like that underwater. Mm. Which I I like. I think it's just because... Like, it gives Aquaman the ability to talk to fish. Like, in their language.
0: But But his whole ability is that he can telekinetically connect to the fish that's why he's able right. to talk to them and shit but that but everybody being able to talk to or talk like fish means that his ability it's kind of like the QAnon thing uh where everything the, one of their credences is everything is real well if everything's real then nothing is real because everything can't be a thing or right. those things that are actual things don't have any like pertinence to them like, they don't have yeah. any weight to them so uh, if everybody can talk to fish, then Aquaman being able to talk to fish just means nothing. Well, still not everyone can talk to fish. Well, yeah, they communicate like fish, so presumably they could talk to fish and understand what a fish is saying or at least the dolphin is saying. Right. Because they're able to communicate in clicks like dolphins and shit. So Right.
1: I I suppo- like I'm not like it's not something that I was like, "Oh my god, finally." But it was something that I thought was cool and mm. Differentiated between,
3: yeah, yeah, it was interesting.
1: Uh, I just never conveyed through the the, the that, and, and that's how they were. I doing. guess I can't be a hundred percent sure that it is them communicating.
0: I just happen to believe that it is,
3: mm-hmm. um, and then
0: they never call on it. They just right the mirror comes up to the guy, points to tell him to go away or whatever, and we hear a few clicks and shit. I thought it was sea life. You thought that they were communicating. It's fucking possible. I have no clue. One of the biggest hurdles that they had to answer in Aquaman is how are you going to handle people talking in water because you were going to have a good portion of that movie. You can't always... Like, in this movie, we had the small sequence of Aquaman and Steppenwolf and all that in the water and shit, and every time they needed to have a conversation, Mirror opened up a fucking bubble for them to talk in. That got fucking exhausting with just, like, the first... With a five-minute scene that we got in the movie. So an entire two-hour movie of, oh, hold on, Mirror's going to open up a fucking pocket of air for us to talk in... Right. ...would be fucking insane. So, obviously, that was a hurdle, and I thought they figured out a way a smart way to for everybody to communicate with like the like echoey thing it, it's not overbearing it's uh, you notice it at first but as the movie progresses right. you don't really notice right. it anymore but anyway um wh- also in that steppenwolf scene what i really enjoyed is one thing that i've always wanted to see mira do, and she's done it in the comics is start taking out all the liquid from somebody's body yeah, And we get that because Steppenwolf is besting her and she's like, he's like, you're not going to beat me. And he's like, or she, Mira's like, I'm not trying to beat you. And then just starts pulling out all the water in his body and shit, blood and everything. And he starts fucking reacting to it. He throws her to the side and shit. I
1: don't, I don't think that's the line. I I'm not remember, entirely sure. I can't remember what the line is, but I want to, s- I don't, I don't remember exactly what the line is. But I remember really enjoying the line, and then
0: really enjoying seeing her just do that. Just pull out all the liquid and shit, and you see him just like, oh, fuck, I'm about to be bested, throws her off to the side, it stops completely, she gets knocked out because of the throw, and then uh, Steppenwolf going, picks her up, and he looks like he's about to just no, wail he's, into her again. He's he's uh, swinging at her with his axe.
1: Mm.
3: Looks yeah, like and, and this is kill, where
0: Aquaman... Yeah, it looks like he's going to kill her, and then Aquaman comes out of nowhere and just... They share a look. This is when I think they were were originally supposed to be first introduced and shit. Right. Is this moment right here, um, and then we get that nice back and forth between Aquaman and Steppenwolf. It, he grabs him by the horns and does this like weird like maneuver and shit where he like knees him in the face. It was really interesting to see just Aquaman fighting in the was, water and shit. It was
1: a fight scene with Aquaman and Steppenwolf that mm-hmm. was different than the fight scene with Aquaman and Steppenwolf in the water that you
0: got in yes the, the original League. yeah. Uh, Anyway, so let's move on to another scene that I really enjoy. Well, this will go more into, like, the big overarching idea of Cyborg. But there's a line shared between him and his mother. This is after he's already won the big football game for everybody, and he notices that his father's not there, and they're in the car having this conversation. And um, Victor's like, his mom is trying to make excuses for his father, and Victor's like, no, don't. You're here, you're just as busy as him, and you're here, and he's not. And Victor's like, I have, my father's ridiculous being a dickhead at this point. And, uh, his, and he's about ready to break down and shit. And you could see like tears welling up in his eyes as father's been gone for all of his big events in his, in his life and shit. And his mother is trying to console him, trying to, what he calls, making excuses for his father. And then she, one of my favorite lines in this movie is, with everything you can do today, I can't wait to see what you do tomorrow. Brilliant line because it's also fucking like exclamation pointed right after it with the big car wreck that happens right. that kills his mother and basically destroys like 90% of his body. And the actor that plays, I can't remember his name. He's in T2. I can't remember his name. I want to fucking pull it up because I, I want to – Because there's a Credit whole him. sequence – in that scene between him and it's Joe something. I can't remember his last name, but I really want to point it out because he has a nice little scene between him and Ray Fisher. Joe Morton. Joe Morton was in T2. He played, um, Miles Dyson in T2. Oh, He's yeah, been this prolific yeah. actor. You always see pop up every so often in things. He's a very prolific character actor. Um, But in this movie, he gets to do something that I fucking adore. He breaks down in this movie because he just lost his wife and he's on the verge of losing his son, a son that he has made mistakes for and he admits as much later on in the movie. And he's like, no, this isn't happening. I will save you. I don't know how, but I'm going to fucking save you. And he is fucking just grief-stricken at this point, just breaking down, just tears, just every fucking liquid coming out of his face and shit. And it's a beautiful fucking scene. And the idea... That fucking Joss Whedon thought, this is a good scene to cut, pisses me off to no end. And and I know I've said that periodically throughout this entire episode, that it pisses me off. But it really fucking does, because these are important scenes. Like, you don't even have to fucking keep the entire Cyborg arc to limit down on it. But there are important scenes in the mythos of Cyborg that's in this movie that are just... Brilliant scenes between two actors. I mean, hell, you have Joel Morton talking to his near-dead son, and he's fucking acting his ass off, and it's just a brilliant piece of fucking work. And I hope that he gets more work just based off of that sequence alone, because it is fucking amazing. Well, and to to
1: piggyback onto this, um, we get get some more scenes with the two of them Mm. uh, before they have what you would call their reconciliation. Yes. um, Where uh, Cyborg, after becoming Cyborg is still very resentful of yes. his father and uh his father's like, listen, you, you don't have to listen to me. I get that. I get that. I made, I made enough mistakes that you don't want to give me
0: a second chance. And he's like, you don't have to just listen to this as a scientist. Listen to me as a scientist, not as your father. Right. And he goes into like the whole spiel of everything. And it's, well, no, I'm, I'm speaking before he like, before he walks away from it,
1: from that scene, mm. He's like, you know, I know that I've done irreparable harm. He's like, so listen to me. And he sets the mm. tape recorder down. No, and he's yeah. like, but don't listen to me. To me, the person. And then as, like, as he hits play, he's like, okay, listen to me as a scientist. And then he goes into all the things that Cyborg can do. Mm. And then whenever it gets to the point of like, now as your father and he crushes mm. the tape recorder because he doesn't want to hear.
0: He doesn't tape. give a shit about right. the man that is his father. He cares about what right. he can do and shit. Uh, and then um, we get cut scenes of him going through all the different things that he can do and we see him going through like the financial world and bear and bull fucking collide together. Well, and this is this is
1: where we get him helping that lady. Yeah.
0: And she's um, she's making fucking low-end wages, fucking just trying to keep everything together, trying to help her kids along. She's on the bus with her kids trying to just be a good right. mom, and he can he can
1: see her through all like this is all like security footage mm-hmm. of her and like her coming home to an eviction notice on her door, not yeah. knowing, not being able to get in yeah, because they yeah. changed the locks, and her like collapsing and crying in the hallway and stuff. And you see him, you see him seeing her after this little like cutscene mm-hmm. in front of an ATM, and then his dad starts talking about the financial world. And how it's basically all at his fingertips, like ones and zeros, or... And his, his dad says life. something
0: fucking poignant whenever this... After he gives the woman uh, money and shit, and you continue and all um
1: And he's like, you know, you'll be able to, to see all of the infrastructure that happens, all of the money, like, will be as simple for you to understand as... Like shapes to a kid, mm. basically, basically saying that every anything that is digital information, which is you can nearly everything at this at point, win. fucking like every part of all it, the
0: nukes on the world,
1: every part of it is now your like your domain. Mm. Like, and you. he
0: says the challenge won't be doing it; it will be not doing it. it. Is it is the burden of this responsibility that will define you and who you choose to be? Fucking hell. That is brilliant fucking writing right there. And I like the idea of Cyborg. I love I, I don't know why we've yeah. never gotten a Cyborg movie. If,
1: if you can't if you can't like fathom why that's so fucking good, think back to the original Spider-Man. Mm. And look at the, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. That's what his father says. And multiply it by like 10 fucking billion,
0: Mm -hmm. because that is such a better line. Yes, because he literally, he is a character that holds every fucking life in his hand. And if he wanted, could end it all. But he doesn't, because he's... Not that person. He's he is his mother's son. He is he's an this compassionate person. He's inherently good. Yes, and it's. and I know I've said it before, but that fuck Joss Whedon and that fucking movie we got because this is a very important fucking shit. The fuck to just put out in the world.
1: Right, um, and 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 it goes even further than that. Like just because you can do something. Mm-hmm doesn't mean you should hell
0: i had a fucking conversation with my son the other day he, we were talking about
3: oh god what was
0: it it was, it was something along the lines of race i think it was about the civil war and about the civil rights act that came up uh, about a hundred years after the civil war and shit and he was just basically he wasn't trying to be a uh, little shit and asking me why all the time he was asking me but why do people do these things and i fucking just i broke down it's like because i can Not because they should or because it's the right thing to do, because they can. They saw a certain sect of people living in uh, less than situations than they were, and they decided to harm them. And I broke down, and I just, just started crying in front of my son. I was like, it isn't the right thing to do. It isn't the just thing to do. It's just something they thought, we can because we can. Because we're white men and we fucking can. And he started crying. And it was just this moment between the two of us. And I'm just like, this is why it's so important that we don't perpetuate those ideas.
3: Right.
1: And, um, yeah, I just I wanted to touch on some of those scenes um, leading up to the the reconciliation of after he's kidnapped mm-hmm. and the tunnel scene, which we've already kind of touched on yeah. being a little bit better um, because my next favorite scene deals a little bit more with their relationship mm. and stuff. So I wanted to like, to to set up the struggle that's been gone through to this point, mm. I suppose mm. would be the best way to describe what I was doing there. Yeah, um, And you know, the reconciliation of them after, um, after he saves him from Dark Side and stuff, mm-hmm. and or not Dark Side Steppenwolf, yeah. Um, and you get the uh like them outside with all the survivors, mm-hmm. and his dad just looks at him and is like, "We're we're good. Go. Yeah. Like, we. I know they need you. Mm-hmm. And he just like." With a nod takes off and goes. It's a
0: nice little like quiet moment. Between it's, and it's, son. it's
1: a good, it's a good moment. Yeah. Um, that being said, to get to my next favorite scene, we go post the resurrection of Superman. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a fight scene much like, like the one in the verse, but mm. also different.
0: A little bit, yeah. Uh, the it's, the framework for it is widely it's, different
1: it's very very similar in some aspects mm-hmm. like in the in the action sequence mm-hmm. i don't think that this was reshot
0: very much uh other than just like a little like pickup scenes like him grabbing batman and telling him do you bleed that that type shit right. was right that well no that stuff wasn't in this one right right i'm um, saying it was reshot for justice
1: league well, right, right, right. I'm I'm saying Reshot for this movie. Oh, okay. Um the the action beats are pretty much the same. Yeah. You don't get the cutaway of Aquaman going, he's not okay. Like you don't
0: get that either. Mm. And Aquaman in this movie is the voice of reason, if you will. Like kind in, of. in Justice League, it was Wonder Woman basically like, I'll help you do this. I'm not fucking happy about it, but I'll help you do this because you need help. But in this one, Aquaman's like, I don't know if we should do this because we don't know who he's going to be whenever he comes out. Well he does he agrees. He agrees. It's very similar to Wonder Woman. He's like he agrees, but he's like, we should fucking well, slow. They, our they roll. all
1: they all kind of agree on on it mm. until it's actually time yeah. to do it, and yeah. that's when he objects. Anyway, um, after after the scene with Superman and Superman flies off, mm. you see a boom tube appear, mm. but you don't like Steppenwolf doesn't immediately get the box. Yes. He appears In, where the box landed during the whole fight. Instead, um, you get, or you see. Um, Silas. Yeah, Silas. Um, fir- first off, as they're coming into the plant and Cyborg sets off the biochemical alarm mm. for an alien uh microbe or yeah, something yeah, was that was something detected being released, yeah. that needed everybody to evacuate. He was evacuating the place, and his dad was like, we don't need to evacuate. Like, I was just cleared to come back here. Like, it's all bullshit. Mm. And so he started working and found out that it was, in fact, bullshit. And then he runs out in the hallway to tell everybody, and he sees Cyborg, his son,
0: with coming, his friends
1: coming through with the rest of the superheroes with Superman's casket. And he said, before he sees them, he says, you know, it's a false alarm. It's not real. Like everybody can come back in. And then he sees them and he's like, no, I'm sorry. I was wrong. It is. It's real. Keep everybody out. And like, you get a little head nod from uh cyborg, like appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And then his dad goes outside to join everybody else. And that sets up, the mother box landing right next to them. And Silas, grabbing the mother box, mm-hmm. taking it into the particle laser um, yeah, place, yeah. where we they've had, been they working... They had set
0: up early on that this uh, particle laser they got off the Kryptonian ship will, will superheat up. Well, no, it's it's just a regular particle Is laser. It? Okay. Um, but they were working on a piece of the Kryptonian That's ship
1: a, yeah. that... Uh, the inside of it became super heated
0: yes none of it on the outside was hot you don't even see any like marking saying that it was but the uh the, idea was is that the metal will get super hot on the inside of it to where and we'll get to it here in a few seconds to where something interesting could happen um and uh
1: Steppenwolf is trying to find the mother mm. box
0: and he's just tearing through shop just and fucking knocking out Silas- and Silas...
1: Goes, takes the mother box back to his lab, gets everything all set up to do it. And as
0: Steppenwolf is coming through the door. I don't think his original plan was to do what he does. I think his original plan was to place it in there and leave. It wasn't.
1: But he ends up sacrificing himself Mm -hmm. in front of his son to hit it with the particle beam. I think... uh, Cyborg just gets, like, thrown out of the way.
0: Yeah, he sees his dad in there, and they're about to do something with uh, Steppenwolf, but Steppenwolf just, like, knocks him out of the way, and he's off to the side and shit. Because I think he's the first one in the room. He's about to deal with Steppenwolf. He sees his dad, hesitates for a second. Steppenwolf, like, smacks him like, out of And like, screaming the way. no, and yeah. you watch,
1: you basically watch Dr. Manhattan get born without Dr. Manhattan, like, yeah. without the Dr. It's Manhattan the same thing, thing yeah. because he just evaporates yeah. into nothing. yeah. As the laser permeates through this entire room. And
0: we get to it later on. Like, even Silas points out that it's, you, my son, have every reason to be evil. And we get that here right now. He's watched both his parents die in front of him. He's barely a human at this point. He has every reason to basically say, fuck you to the world. Right. Just, but he doesn't. He's. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. I just really liked
1: this scene. Like, the way that uh he basically like resigns himself to well, this is what I have to do to give my son a shot mm-hmm. at at stopping this with his new super powered friends yeah. like I have to sacrifice myself so the rest of the world can live mm-hmm. and he does it without question yep. and then uh to to get to like the a bit of the the character like stuff that I talked about earlier. Um, right after this, uh, I don't even remember which of them comes in and is like, is like I don't know why he would have done that. Like he would have known that it wouldn't have destroyed it. And Cyborg's just like, he wasn't trying to destroy it. Mm-hmm. He was drinking it up. so I could find it. Yep. And then as he's looking for it, Aquaman says, you know, I don't know that we should be making him do this like he just lost his fucking dad. Mm-hmm. And Flash is like, I didn't realize that you cared. And that's when he's like, you know, I I never said that I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just like it's more pressing shit. Yeah. Um but the, the idea that he did it so that his son would have a shot to to Save the Save world. The world. Yeah. Was just, I, I thought it was very, very nice and a very good way
0: for that character to end up going out. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I don't under... I, I wish... I made a post shortly after I watched the movie of saying that we needed to sit down with whoever made the decisions to have the just, Justice League come out and not this one. Because they needed to fucking be sat down and told to calm the fuck down. Because there are things in Zack's version of this movie that are so much better. Like, I don't understand the rationale to basically be like, let's get rid of the Silas stuff. That's not good acting. No, get the fuck out of here. It makes no sense whatsoever. That's why I will say, for the end of fucking time, until they do something better than what they gave us with fucking Justice League, I will fucking tell Jeff Johns, Walter Hamada, and fucking Joss Whedon to go fuck themselves. Because there are moments in this movie that are so fucking poignant and nuanced that it fucking deserved to be told to the world. It fucking pisses me off. We had to get to this point of a goddamn Twitter campaign to have a fucking streaming service to be like, yeah, let's put it out on here. It, it makes no sense. I, I'm granted. I'm fucking fine with the streaming services we got. And I'm glad we had now have this movie, but the point that we had to get to this point,
1: I think it's kind of ironic that, um, the same thing that, that helped launch, a very successful Joss Whedon movie is the same thing that destroyed his Justice League, like an underground grassroots campaign because that's how Serenity was. Made. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: and it's
0: fucking insane. And, it, it's just weird how life fucking works. Yeah,
1: this this just makes Joss Whedon. look I enjoy
0: like, his work, but anything that he fucking produces from now until then, I'm fucking looking at a huge fucking skeptical eye at it because. Even all the stories we've gotten with him, with Chris Carpenter and all that, just yeah. him calling her fat and shit like that, when she was pregnant, and then fucking making it seem like it was a big fucking travesty that she was pregnant on his set. There's a whole fucking slew of shit that he fucking yeah. did. And I'm just like, fuck that guy. Anyway, let's move on, Ryan. Um, To a small little scene that I really enjoyed. Um, it's not really like a big moment, but it is... like it, it's also one of those scenes where I'm like, why did you reshoot this? Because we get a similar scene in Justice League of Lois and Diana, or uh, Ma Kent, talking to one another. And it's the very similar scene... Fucking Sarah. Hey, I got myself into some trouble. Can you and Ryan, when you're done, come over to Mom's? I'll keep working on the trouble I got into. And hopefully you won't need to help, but...
2: (gasps) I
0: need help. <laughs> what the fuck did she do? All right, <laughs> fucking woman. Um, where was I? Before she fucking uh, completely derailed Ma me. And- oh, the uh, the small scene between uh, Lois Lane and Ma Kent. It's kind of in the Justice League. I mean, it's at the Daily Planet. Um, but she's not really working on anything, and they're sharing a cup of coffee. We also get that in this movie. But there's a back and forth between the two of them where uh, Ma Kent's trying to tell Lois Lane, like, yeah, agree for the man you loved. I I totally get it. He was my son, and I get it, but he would want you to move on and try to live your life as best as possible. And she says this thing, like, you and I are in the same boat. Like, I see the S everywhere. I see people fucking honoring him everywhere I go, but no one knew him like we did our grief is a bit different. It's burdened by a secret on top of that grief because right. they're the only ones who who Clark Kent was and who Superman was and all that. And then, which I kind of have a problem with because it's a nice little scene between these two characters and it looks like Lois Lane's going to re- enter back into society. She's no longer going to be that woman because we see periodically throughout the film that she's going to, Uh, The site, the memorial site for Superman that's partially destroyed and shit. And she's giving coffee to one of the cops that's watching it. Uh, That's her daily routine. Going there, getting coffee, whole nine yards. But then, that scene between her and Ma Kent, it's kind of undercut a little bit with um, Martian Manhunter being the one that was actually talking to Lois Lane. Now, if you know anything about Martian Manhunter, he's an alien from Mars that can tell kinetically connect to someone. He's an empath of sorts. So he can very well have the same conversation with Lois that Ma Kent would have had if Ma Kent was actually there. So we can uh, emulate all those things. But it was kind of undercut, this beautiful scene between um, someone that would have been Lois Lane's mother-in-law to potentially, we also, before the scene, we see her pull out a drawer, a nightstand drawer, and there's a pregnancy test. In the drawer. Yeah. So they don't say it, but presumably she may be pregnant. And then to have that whole sequence of events being kinda undercut with Oh, here's the Martian Manhunter, blah 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 kinda and irritated th- me a little.
1: I can, I can understand the irritation, but it's the first screen sighting.
0: Yes, and I when I initially fucking watched it the first time, I was like, "Oh, that's a fucking amazing uh, Martian Manhunter." And then when I calmed down and I thought about it, I was like, "But he," it... right? No, I I under <laughs> I understand your your your
1: points to it, but motherfucking John Jones, <laughs> come on,
0: come on. <laughs> yes, it was pretty fucking oh! amazing. <laughs> and then we get John Jones a little later on, like oh, at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it's a it's the very very end. Um. <laughs> but I. And. And. Just. <laughs> he looks so fucking good! Yes. Like, we got him in uh, Supergirl and shit, and he looked all right for a TV show and shit. But this looks insanely good. Like, Henry Lennox is the actor that plays Martian Manhunter, and he looks fucking amazing as him. Uh, I really hope we get, I don't know, Martian Manhunter in some manner in another movie. I really fucking enjoy Plus, the he's Man just Hunter.
1: super fucking fun to say. Fuck calling him Martian Manhunter. He's John, John Jones. <laughs> yes. Not John Jones. Jean. Jean
0: Jones. Yes. Um With like a ZJ to it. This would be a perfect time to get into the backstory of what happened with Darkseid. Um, because it's completely different than what we got in Justice yes. League. In Justice League, it was Steppenwolf that came to Earth on the command of dark side to enslave earth and do what apocalypse and all them do normally but in this version dark side comes to earth and man atlanteans the amazonians or themiscarians amazonians whatever you want to fucking yeah. categorize them as along with a few others along with gods, gods and a green lantern as well i'm not i never bothered to look up who the green lantern I is. i couldn't
3: find I have no clue it's I not
1: so it's no one that I. It's not Kilowog. It's no. none of the
0: ones that we know. Although we do see Kilowog in the scene. Whenever, uh, just real quick, in the scene where uh, um, a Cyborg is getting some sort of like flashes of like what this could mean later oh, on. yeah, yeah. We see the body of Kilowog as they pull in to see Superman with like the Batman mask in his hand and shit. It, oh, it looked fucking good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we get the whole sequence. It's very similar to what we got with Steppenwolf of him coming down onto the planet and then he smashes into the ground and all this lava and shit fucking happens in the Omega symbol. And then it's just like this chaotic scene of like the gods and we get much, uh, a little bit of a richer backstory with the gods and shit because you have Zeus and shit and they're ma- Zeus and
1: Ares are both fighting.
0: Ares, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, the Artemis. Artemis, that's it. The one with the arrows and shit. She's doing her thing along with the Themyscirans. They Everybody's kicking ass and taking names. And then at one point, Ares takes his axe and just fucking lays it into fucking Darkseid. And he's bleeding and shit. And he's trying to stay on the battlefield, but he's being pulled away and shit. And then he passes out on the ship. And it's just an amazing sequence of events. Which, to me, is problematic. For what?
1: Um... I, I can understand... Or, well, it's not super problematic. Mm. Um, but... Ares buries his axe mm. halfway through Darkseid's shoulder and into his chest. Yes. And forces him to leave because he's been overpowered Right by Ares, who got absolutely fucking dunked on
3: <laughs>
1: by Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Meaning that Darkseid not really a fucking threat. Maybe not that
0: version of Darkseid. I think he's learned a few things from Oh well,
1: right. Right. And and you can also argue that um as the gods grow older, they lose worshipers, which means they lose power. Yeah. So at that point in history, they would have been very, very, very powerful.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so, like, I I can understand, like, all of those things. But at the same time, like, don't let the person who made him run away mm. be a person that one of you your got heroes yeah.
0: absolutely fucking demolished. Well, I think you can also point that, that Wonder Woman... Probably bested Ares when he was not at 100%. Because it seemed like up until that point that Wonder Woman comes in in her own movie, Ares wasn't really doing much. Kind of got a little soft. Didn't really have to fight people, influence people along the way. But there's no one really there to challenge him. So he got a little soft. And then Wonder Woman right. comes along. And I mean, I mean, you could... You can make that argument. You can make a lot of different
1: arguments, right. but for the for the average moviegoer, like how is this guy a threat? If the guy that she was able to defeat with very little yeah. issue is able to take out is stuff, able he, to take him out, then then yeah. how is Steppenwolf, his lieutenant, not even him, <laughs> who would be less powerful than him,
0: right. giving Diana such trouble? True, uh, I get the argument, I get the idea behind it, but. Mm whatever story reasons friend right?
3: <laughs> I know
0: um, but that being said like that doesn't like completely destroy
1: it or anything mm, yeah for it's me. just a little it's it's not just Ares in mm. him
0: fighting yeah yeah it's a whole mess of... Everyone. This is He gets the axe embedded into him after he's gotten like a series of arrows and the uh, Green Lantern has pummeled him a bit before Darkseid kills the Green Lantern. Yeah. So it isn't just like a one-on-one fight between Darkseid and Ares and Ares is able to best him. So it's a bit... Right. It's, it's a bit more complicated than
1: that. Right. But at the same time, it's, it's not all that complicated. <laughs> right. If that makes
3: sense.
0: Uh Anyway, uh do you have another scene that you want to talk about? Um... I
1: imagine that it is on your list, too. Mm. Uh, so let's move... We'll move through the ending and then get to the scene that I actually want to talk about. Um, or move through the... The finale, if you will. Mm. Um, of the the actual battle. Oh, yeah. Um, the plan is made. It's made differently in this movie. Um, it actually all hinges on the Flash being able to... Um, run fast enough to basically put Cyborg into the Unity yes. to tear it apart from the inside. Yes,
0: giving him enough of the energy from the Speed Force to course through Cyborg at this point.
1: Um, and I like I like the way that they go about this this scene way better because Flash actually has something to do. Yes, unlike the other it's one, not, where he just has it's to not run save a family yes. while superman saves an entire, apartment. An entire fucking apartment complex. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's another fucking black suit superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> we should, we should go into that before like
0: yes, it is so good like I, I, I it, it's Like, in the comics, whenever they did the death of Superman, we then see Superman come back from the future into the past to try to help Superman survive. I can't remember exactly what it was. But in that interim of no Superman, like, all these other Supermans started popping up. Like, um, what's his name? Steel. I'm blanking on his name. I can't remember. I don't remember. But he was basically uh, the, uh, the folklore version of I oh I'm blanking on the goddamn character. The uh, the big black guy with a hammer. I can't remember his name. It's Henry something, I think. John Henry. John Henry. Yeah. Um but and I think the character's name in the comics was John Henry as well, but he he became a character named Steel. Um and it was just a uh, an Iron Man suit crossed with a Superman I uh, uh, I guess yeah, aesthetic. Kind of. Um, And he had a big hammer with him. So it was all these things mixed into one. Um, We had that guy pop up. You had Superboy pop up, which is just a genetic experiment of like Superman's hair that then grew a small fucking person into uh, similar to Superman. Um, And then you had like a cyborg Superman. But the reason the black suit comes up is because future Superman comes back to the past to try to help uh, bring Superman to the present. And they don't really explain why he's in a black suit. In this one, we get a little bit more of a nuance to it. I mean, we see all the different suits that he could pick from, and he picks the black one, which is very similar to the black suits that his parents were wearing in Man of Steel. Right. So I think that's what it is. It's a way to honor his parents that sent him here to try to... And we even hear his both his fathers talking to him from the past right. and shit. And so and they give it a little bit more nuance in this movie than just, oh, here's a black version of the Superman suit. So right. I really enjoy it. And
1: one of the things that I was most excited for about Justice League, the or the Justice League, mm. was I thought that we were going to get Black Suit Superman. So did I. And we didn't, and yep. so I was a little bit let down. But seeing it on screen was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it looked like, really it good. Was, it was very, very good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anyway, um, as they're all kicking ass and stuff, mm-hmm. and- Superman ends up going to talk to Alfred. Alfred yeah. And he's like, this is where they're at. I hope you're not too late to help. And Superman fucks off to go help.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but as, as this battle's going on, the Flash is running. And running. He's running laps around. The entire area. Building up speed. Mm -hmm. Enough speed to get in there and transfer his energy to Cyborg to get him inside the Unity. To destroy it and stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. And the parademons are trying to shoot at him. Constantly. Constantly missing.
0: Until the moment that he's needed. And I love how they handle Batman in this whole sequence. Like you have all these like super powered beings fighting our the new gods, if you will, like Superman, right. Wonder Woman, all of them. And you have Batman just on the outskirts of everything, knowing his fucking power level. He's like, I can't fucking fight these guys. So I, he I just, can't do anything. He's just taking out parademons am, so. all over the place. So I really, like the idea of where everybody is, like it's really well thought out. Right.
1: Um, anyway, explosion happens and Barry trips. And Batman's like, you okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just... I just winded myself like I'll I need to catch my breath. I need to catch my breath. It'll just be a minute. And then it flashes to him and he's got a huge fucking gash out of his side. Mm-hmm. Like he was very seriously injured and can't run mm-hmm. right now. And he's trying to heal but himself. But he doesn't he doesn't want to make everyone else lose hope. Yeah. And so he just blames it on being winded. And like I I I just fucking loved that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. seeing him, like, trying to will himself to heal faster. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: and at the same moment, seeing, all the shit's happening in the main Seeing some of area. the other
1: things that the Speed Force can do besides mm. just run real fast.
0: Yeah. And we'll, I think we'll get that, because the Flash movie is still happening. And I believe yeah. that they're doing Flashpoint. And from what uh, announcements have been made, we're going to get Ben Affleck's Batman... Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, and I believe another Batman as well. They didn't say who yet, but I know Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are both in that Flashpoint movie, so I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Anyway.
1: Um, And it ends up, as as that's happening, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting against Steppenwolf. Yeah, and
0: they're trying to uh, get him away from Cyborg as he makes the uh, unity not happen. Because at this point, the unity is happening, and it's powering up and powering right. up and swirling around, and all the boxes are together, and Cyborg is trying to get them apart as uh, uh, Flash is spinning around, getting enough speed force to come in, and at one point, he heals, Flash heals completely, and he, uh, Cyborg is like yelling for Barry. He's like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" And they're not getting an answer. And then all hell breaks loose. And you
1: see a portal open to apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You see Darkseid standing there with Desaad and potentially Granny Goodness.
0: Yes, we don't know
1: um, whoever his other henchman is mm-hmm. in the movie. And the unity
0: happens. It's too late. Yes, it happens. The and unity. Then- and what and we they establish earlier on in the movie whenever the unity happens, boom, the entire world gets terraformed into apocalypse. Like right now, yes, like, like right in that instance. Once the unity fucking happens, everything fucking ha- the entire world is fucked. At and that
1: point. whenever they resurrect Superman, Barry's like, you know, I have a rule. I don't approach. I don't approach the speed of light. Yeah, because whenever I do, time gets a little weird and. He can time travel, basically. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you hear him go, okay, Barry, it's time to break your rule. Yes. Because he
0: he hears Cyborg. He's like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. And he's like, nope. And you see him face the entire energy of everything fucking being disintegrated yep. you see him you he quickly reacts like oh shit i need to fucking start doing this and you just see him starting to like wave in and out of fucking like a solid matter and shit and all this debris and shit is waving through going through him and past him and shit and we just see him like you said he's making like the, the conscious decision like i've got to go fucking back in time that's the only way i'm gonna i've fucking gotta do i've gotta
1: stop this from happening And he ends up doing so, and the ground rebuilds
0: underneath him. And he fucking says one of the most brilliant things. I'm going to try to fucking read it. I fucking started talking about it earlier, and I was starting to lose my shit. But he says in that moment, because we also got the jailhouse scene. you want me to read it? No. We also got (laughs) the jailhouse scene, because I need to get through this. Um, We also got the jailhouse scene where his father's like, look, you can do better than this than just be a dog walker. You can be better than this. Do better things. You need to just leave me behind. I'm an old man. Forget about me. I want you to be the best of the best. And then we get... We get later on in the movie of Flash reversing time, realizing he can do this. He can save the day. And he's telling his dad, Dad, whatever happens, I want you to know your kid was one of them, Dad. One of the best of the best. (laughs) It is so fucking poignant and so fucking brilliant. Like, I. This is why I say fuck Joss Whedon, because this is important. This is important stuff. This is something that needed to be in the movie for fu- someone like Flash. His father's fucking in jail. He knows his father didn't kill his mother. His mother's fucking gone. And he's just beside himself trying to figure out some shit and his father's telling him leave me behind i'm no good to you and he's telling his father in his last like, moments, he not, doesn't know if he's gonna make it out you're of
1: this. not you're better than doing the things that you're doing to try to save me yes. so stop and this scene is him going you know dad i i i was i i did it like i was the best of the best. That
0: was what you wanted me to be. It's so fucking good.
1: It is. I, it's I, it's phenomenal.
0: In the whole sequence, as he's saying this, all this stuff is fucking coming back together. The ground that he's walking on is reassembling. And then we see all, like, Cyborg, Batman, Superman. All their bodies are being reassembled. Reconstituted and- oh, it's So fucking good. And then right as everybody comes back into the, the current time frame, uh, Barry touches cyborg cyborg starts surging into the fucking unity he yells for superman and they all start pulling it apart and shit uh, steppenwolf is on his knees at this point i believe or no yeah he's on his knees He's beaten by superman yeah superman, is superman those, comes pummeled in the shit and out of beats him. the that is also another brilliant scene it looks like he's gonna bury his axe into i think wonder woman and superman comes in stops it completely doesn't make a dent on the sword doesn't make a anything on the ax. It just stops on his shoulder and Superman looks at Steppenwolf and only says not impressed and then breaks <laughs> the fucking ax and then just beats the living shit out of Steppenwolf. Well, and then uh, him and uh, cyborg ripped the unity apart. Steppenwolf, ste- uh, stands up he's about to say something and then a fucking the quintet comes right through his chest and Aquaman lifts him up as he slowly sl- slides down it and then i believe at that same he moment throws, he throws him he throws him off into the towards portal towards the portal yeah. and wonder, wonder woman, woman jumps up and cuts his head off yes and the only part i think the only part that goes through no i thought the entire no the only part that goes through is his head is his head okay uh, the, and it rolls to like Dark side's feet. feet. He steps on it and crushes it. And then all the heroes just stop One, in front of the portal. And and the portal closes. And
1: you get Darkseid saying, fine, let's try the old way then. Yes. Prepare the Legion. Yes.
0: We see him walk away with whoever Granny... If that is Granny Goodness, right. and The character
1: design of Dasad was so fucking good, yes, too. Yes, it's like, all
0: fucking good.
1: It's, it's, it's all good. But now... To get to the scene that we really wanted to talk about, yes, or at least I know, like it was, it was the one that I wanted to end with, yes, because it's right near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I should preface preface this with you get the uh the Lex Luthor scene, yes. a little bit differently, yes. Um, Deathstroke shows up and it's Joe Mangelo's Deathstroke. I know it's
0: just minor details, but I really like this version better. I don't know why. I well, because like it because it's not trying to set up the
1: villains' league or whatever. I get it's the called. Legion of
0: Doom. Is Le- what yeah, it Legion of Doom. Yeah.
1: Um, it's not really trying to set that up. It's just like just too, it's just two bad guys trying it's to do bad one, guy things. So. Like, like uh, Deathstroke's like you know don't waste my time or I'll fucking kill you. Mm. And he's like, oh, I've got too much to live for. He's just he's like,
2: and I, I
1: know, I know saying. you've hunted.
0: I know you've been hunting the Batman. I don't remember him saying. The Arkham doctors helped me find some perspective. Fucking dog. I don't remember him saying that in the original one. No, he didn't. Because he's almost calmer and more charming, this version of Lex Luthor, yes. Like, it's the Lex Luthor I've known for years in the comics. And shit. Uh, he basically is just
1: like, I know you've been hunting the Batman.
0: His name is Bruce Wayne. Yes. And I lost my shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Deathstroke knows his name. Oh, fuck. And then I was like, I don't get that movie. Yeah. At this point, I don't get that movie. I'm getting excited about nothing. You don't get that movie.
1: Um, But then we flash into what is
0: being labeled and known as the nightmare. Yes. Yeah. it, it just cuts to like a skeleton in a car, like a, a broken down car, like sand and dust swirling all over the place. So something's going of, on. Of, you assume Earth and you see Apocalypse ships mm. or Darkseid's
1: ships, ships that yeah. look like what was on Apocalypse.
0: It's very similar to what we got in, in BVS with that right uh, flying,
1: flying over with parademons and mm-hmm. all that and stuff. And you see Batman come up from behind a car. And then he motions to the rest of whoever's with him mm-hmm. to, like, follow him.
0: We see Cyborg pop up. He's got, like, this poncho on with, like, something on his back. We don't know what it is. Right. Something is on his back. And, um, and you see Mira. Yes, she's got the... The, the quintet. Uh, she's got the quintet and the King Atlantan, Atlantis
1: oh, yeah. uh, pitchfork as well. Um, and then you see somebody pull up in, like, armor. Or, no, first you see... Um, Somebody remove a mask, and it's fucking Deathstroke. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and with, he's got, like, a mohawk. With a mohawk. It looks fucking amazing. Joe Mangela with a mohawk, all white and everything, in the dark or uh, Deathstroke uh, outfit. I was like, I, I want more of this. Give like, me more you of don't, this. You don't
1: see him in the Deathstroke armor at this point. He's wearing, like, a darker armor. Is it armor?
0: I'm I think. Marrying? I think. I'm not.
1: Uh, and then you see, like, red, dust-ridden armor. mm flip open and the flash is inside and it
0: looks very similar to what and we got in bvs right it's
1: the the same kind of look that was in bvs mm-hmm. and then you see uh cyborg says like we shouldn't stay out too long he'll find us he'll find us yes At that point i thought that they were talking about mm. dark uh, side dark side yeah finding them no it's worse than that
0: um and we also get in the premonition, this is also kind of set up with the premonition that Cyborg sees whenever he first looks into the mother boxes as he's trying to separate them. He sees Superman. Well, no, before he resurrect, before they resurrect Superman. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, he sees Superman holding a burnt-up body, presumably A Lois. corpse crying, and Darkseid's hand go to his shoulder. Right. This hints at what is happening in Nightmare.
1: You hear Mira say, I hope he finds us, like, I will pay make that. him pay. I will make him pay for what he did to Arthur. Yes. So at this point
0: awesome something has fucking dead.
1: happened. Yeah. Aquaman is dead Aquaman is or... dead. Wonder Woman is nowhere to be found.
0: Most likely dead as well. Yes. Um and I'm going to talk about where they get some of this from and it's going to be if if they do pull out these th- just continue. Um And then I
1: don't remember exactly how it comes up that, like, if only we could have saved her or if she didn't die. Mm,
0: She was the key type thing, yeah. Um,
1: I think it's Batman says, like, I wish I could have saved her or she wouldn't have had to die. Mm. And then you hear somebody start talking and it pans over (laughs) to... (laughs) A very long, green-haired
0: man wearing a SWAT uh, yeah, flak jacket, yeah. Flack jacket. Yeah, with I don't know if you noticed the detail, but he has a bunch of badges, like uh, cop badges, like the metal tin uh-huh. that they hold, all over his like like uh, left pectoral. Like they're all like scattered all over on the one side and shit. Like he's killed all these people and he took their badges and put it on himself. It looks menacing as shit, and it's the fucking
1: Joker. Yes. Basically saying, and um, he, he says something along the lines of, like, you don't have enough grace to die. Like, whenever it should have been you instead of someone else. First your parents, then Lois. And Batman tells him to choose his words carefully. Yes. And then he says the fucking, like, my favorite line in the whole movie is him just going... And you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. (laughs) Oh, my fuck. (laughs) Like, I about lost my goddamn mind right there. Because for anybody who
0: knows, in A Death in the Family, Joker kills Robin. Mm. Yes. And they hint at that in BVS whenever he looks at uh, Robin outfit and he has the jokes on you. Spray painted on it and shit. So, Um, yeah. Once again, calling back to that. But the fact that he's just,
1: like, flat out telling him you're the reason he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, just blew my fucking mind. Mm. And his response is, you didn't choose your words very carefully.
2: (laughs) And then he basically tells him. And then he
1: talks talks about, like, or he's like, you won't kill me. Like, you need me. Mm. And Batman's basically, like... Eventually, I won't. Yes. And I can't wait for that to happen. And he does this interesting going, card trick. I'm going... To, or the Joker does. Yeah, he, yeah. Gives him, he gives him a card and is like, as long as you've got this, we won't fight. But as soon as you want to, you just tear rip, it. Rip
0: it in half just, and we'll have any discussion you want to have. And um,
1: Batman takes the card and says, I made a promise to Harley whenever she died in my arms. <laughs> that I would kill you slowly.
0: <laughs> and make no fucking mistake. And <laughs> make no mistake, <laughs> I will. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, so many people are dead, but I'm so excited about this happening right now. I don't even care. <laughs> and then Deathstroke comes up. He's like, you sure it was a smart idea to bring him along? And before he even gets the answer, we hear Cyborg. We hear like a boof out in the sky. And we hear Cyborg, he's here. And you see him unfurl his fucking poncho. He has like the like Gatling gun on his back, like uh-huh. held on by the arm that's on his back and shit. And descending from the skies is fucking Superman with red eyes, and it doesn't look fucking happy for fucking anybody. And then Ben Affleck wakes up. Yep. And then you get um, additional scenes with Martian Manhunter. Well, before
1: we even get to Martian Manhunter. Um You get you get the scene with Barry where he got in
0: an entry-level job. Uh, yeah, at a crime lab. At a crime lab. We get Aquaman talking to Volko and Mira saying, Hey, I need to go see my father, and then we'll talk. And then you see him jump into a pickup yep. truck going to his father, setting up what happens in Aquaman. Right. Um and We they, also then see uh, Cyborg reassemble the tape recorder. Um that he crushed yep. earlier of his father talking to him as his father. And he's like... And, and there's another poignant line that his father says. He's like, look, I brought you into this world, and then I brought you back to this world. Fucking brilliant. Because that's what he did. He, he helped raise this child into a man, and, and then the man ended up almost dying, and he brought him back to this earth. And we see... And this is where we get the line of Silas basically being like, look... Things may happen to you, things you may not want to happen to you, but that doesn't make you broken. It doesn't make you alone. That just makes you stronger and better and wiser and it makes you all these things, but it also makes you... I think he ends up with, like, my son or some children. Yeah,
1: it, it also makes you my son. Um, and then we get the scene where Batman, like, walks out onto his terrace Yes. and in flies Martian, Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. Basically saying, you know, you saved the world, you did it, but that won't be the only threat and it kind of made me realize that i have a vested interest in this planet as well
3: mm-hmm.
1: we'll be in contact and batman's like yeah sure and batman's like okay <laughs> i don't i don't know who you are <laughs> or anything and this is additional and, things that were shot you, a year ago for this and then you also get the uh the and my name is Martian Manhunter mm-hmm. and then he flies off and i was so excited to see Martian Manhunter in this movie. Mm. I I knew it was, quote unquote, spoiled for me that he was going to be in it. Mm. I kind of already guessed because they had teased a lot before this came out that there was going to be additional characters mm. in, yeah, yeah. in there. And I was like, well, the only two you could really bring in that would make any sense would be Martian Manhunter or Green Lantern.
0: We kind of got Green Lantern. And
1: man. you kind of get both. Yeah neither one of them really do anything. Right. And I was a little bit disappointed that you don't get to see Martian Manhunter fight.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the Martian Manhunter, from where I understand it, is that the, Zach came up with the idea in the years following Justice League coming out. And then whenever he was given the idea or given the reins to make his cut of the movie, he's like, look, I want to add the scene. Can I? And then he added the scene where uh, Martian Manhunter comes in after the Lois Lane and Ma Kent scene and then at the end of the movie as well. So I think those were just additions that he added because he thought it would be really cool to slip the character in here. One of them is really cool. The other one kind of undercuts the previous scene, but whatever.
1: Um, And for anybody who doesn't really know, um, did just a little bit of research about Martian Manhunter beyond Mm.
0: um, he's basically Martian Superman. Like pretty much, he has one thing that he ha- is his Achilles heel, but outside of that, he could pretty much do any. The only well, thing I- right, but everybody does. Every yeah. like yeah. Superman has rocks, green
1: rocks, special rocks, but rocks. Yes, Green Lantern has the color yellow. Yes, um, Martian Manhunters not much better. DC doesn't really do a good job of making weaknesses for the superhero right. because his is fire. Yes, um, but he is he basically has all the powers of everyone else. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit weaker than everyone else. Like he rivals Superman for strength, Mm. but Superman's just just ekes him out a little bit. Yeah. He can fly, but he's not quite as fast as Superman doing it. He can go really fast, but he's not quite as fast as The Flash. Yeah. He's rich, but he's not quite as rich as Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Like (laughs) is like so he's Basically, uh, well, and then he's got powers beyond other people, mm-hmm. like like, tele- like telekinesis, telekinesis and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. that no one else has yeah. in the in the Justice League. One
0: thing I also want to mention, because we kind of touched on it throughout this entire episode, but we should also mention that the anti-life equation becomes a big fucking ordeal in this movie, to the point where Steppenwolf finds it on Earth, tells Desaad... Then Steppenwolf gets an audience with Darkseid in this movie because he's found the one thing that Ste- or that Darkseid has always wanted to find, which is the anti-life equation. Now, I wanted to bring that up because I want people to be aware of what the anti-life equation is because anybody outside of that knowing what DC Comics are doesn't know what the anti-life equation is, doesn't know that there's an actual life equation that oh, is the antithesis to the anti-life equation. So the anti-life equation is a formula that the Martians came up with Uh, John, John Jones, uh, people came up with, and that's part of the reason why they ended up disappearing is because of the anti-life equation. And all it pretty much is, is a transcendent, transcendental mathematical formula originally said to allow those who knew it to dominate the will of any sentient race. It, and it's pretty much the anti-life equation is mathematical proof that life is meaningless that you shouldn't do what you want to do you shouldn't have free will you should just do what do whatever I tell the you all to maker do. A ruler fucking tells you what to do and the life equation is pretty much the opposite of that that there there is meaning to life that do what you want <laughs> as long as you're not hurting anybody else do what you want yeah and. uh Oh, yeah, I forgot about that line. Like, that, that conversation between Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman. They're at, at the gravesite where they're digging up Clark's oh. body. And uh, they're having this back and forth. And Wonder Woman's like, look, I haven't talked to... My, my people haven't talked to Atlanteans for fucking decades. And he's like, I'm half a Atlantean. And then uh, they, she goes on to say, None are taken back from darkness, not without giving one up in return. Which I was just like... That's fucking amazing. What she's saying is that if you're only in darkness and you try to leave that, you're always going to give something up in return to try to leave that darkness. Could be something insignificant, could be something major. You just need to be fucking cautious.
1: Well, see, I took it a different way because I watched Full Metal Alchemist, and that's just the law of equivalent exchange. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's Whenever the Elric brothers try to... Uh, Resurrect their mother, mm-hmm. um, Alphonse loses his body and Edward loses his right arm and left leg. <laughs> and um, he ends up putting Alphonse's soul into a giant suit of armor. And that's, what's, that's what they start mm-hmm. looking for the yeah. Philosopher's Stone for, is to because it lets them
0: uh, ignore the rule of equivalent exchange. <laughs> One thing I also. Um... Um, There was a line in it between Cyborg and Batman. It was just like a real quick throwaway line. It was whenever they were about to approach the hostages that Steppenwolf took or taken or whatever. Um, Batman walks through the main corridor and then Cyborg right behind him. And he just, in a very low voice, he's like, I didn't think you were real. And Batman just replies to him. He's like, I am when I need to be. I was like, that's... That's great. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, and like I said, the ending of this movie, it, it, just one single title card comes up for Autumn, which was his daughter who ended up killing herself, for whatever reason. It, I don't even think anybody cares what the reason is. Yeah, don't, I is don't, to, I don't need to, I don't need to
1: know the reason, um, that's, and that's for the family that's to a, know. That's a personal yeah. thing for the family to know.
0: But the mere fact that he went through the worst day of his life, and then got to, I guess, make like a little PS to that whole part of his life of his daughter killing himself his movie being taken away from him he got to show the world what his movie originally was going to be i really like that idea i don't i don't maybe like some of the aspects of how it came to be like with people right we've we've talked about that but i do enjoy that he got to have his vision fully realized i always thought it was going to be years from now like with the uh the uh, Richard Donner cut of Superman or, like, the multiple cuts we got a Blade Runner, that was decades, right. years yeah. after the fact. This is only a few years after the original Justice League came out, so I'm glad we got it so soon. And uh, clearly, with the streaming wars in full effect, anything is fucking possible. I really hope we get the Snyderverse... With this iteration, uh, I don't know how the I don't know how logistically that'll work out. I know they're making a third Wonder Woman movie, they're making a second Aquaman movie. Shazam is in there at some point; he's part of this whole Snyder universe type. I don't know how that's going to work. I hope in some manner something gets worked out. I don't think that you'll see the the more family friendly and the more lighthearted
1: stuff come into the Snyderverse because mm-hmm. the Snyderverse is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that you'll see like Shazam. Come in, maybe, or at
0: least not be completely intertwined. Like he may
3: may pop make a in, reference, but, yeah, yeah. Because d-
0: Superman does show up, and this iteration of Superman shows up at the tail end of Shazam, right? So technically, he is in this universe, right? He's he's I in. I still know in what manner, right? I. So. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think that you'll
1: you'll have him fighting alongside the the Justice League.
0: Yeah, quite the way that. Zack Snyder may have done it. Right. Um, Obviously, we don't have any box office, office, but we do have critic reviews and audience reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, obviously, because that was one of the things that sold this movie to other people was, oh, what's the critic score? And it got way higher than the original fucking one did. I think the original had like a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critic score, and like the audience score was like a 70. For this one, the critic score was at 73%, and the audience score was at 95%. So clearly people really fucking enjoyed this movie a lot better. Obviously, the main gripe I've always fucking heard was that it was either A, a little too indulgent, or B, too long. It was one of the two things. And it was basically the same idea. Too indulgent, too long. And because of it being too long, it's too indulgent. But I think Zack Snyder was like, fuck it, they're letting me do this. I'm going to have everything in there. There's no deleted scenes whatsoever. Everything's fucking in the movie. Yeah. Like I said, there are certain aspects like small scenes that could have been easily cut out for a theatrical run like the women singing and shit like that. That could have been Right, right. There
1: out. there there were scenes that were superfluous, but Yes. but that, Zack Snyder's that he like left fuck it. in there because he didn't have to cut it for yeah. a theater. Yeah.
0: And as you've heard, we both really enjoyed this movie. I've cried at this movie multiple times and I probably I, I've watched it three times now. It's like 16 fucking hours that I've watched. Or no, 12 hours, sorry. Not 16. Um, But I, I probably won't watch it for quite a while. It'll probably hit me the same whenever I watch it in like a year or so. I'll probably be crying at the same points all over again. Right. Um. Anyway, that's pretty much all I got. So I've got... Um. There is so much more to this movie
1: that we didn't talk about. Yes. That I hope... I genuinely hope that you will go and find for yourself. Because mm-hmm. it is it needs to be seen it is wonderful
0: not just us talking about it
1: go watch Um, and with that being said make sure to comment uh, like subscribe tell us tell us what you think tell us if you think that it's too long or indulgent or (laughs) overuses slow-mo or any of the other things that we've heard about it
0: and you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NerdDenny. you can also find me at that wanker at both Twitter and Twitter and Instagram as well And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night.